And hello, everybody. Oh, welcome. I hope my mic is on. It is on. Uh, welcome to, it says the post show, but hey, we are doing the pre-show. Let me, let me change it <laughs> while we're doing that. Uh, folks, look, we've got Alex and Grant from the channel here. Alex and Grant, how are you guys? Oh, doing great. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Awesome. Fun, fun times. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah, fun time. Sorry. I, so, uh, folks, I'm dying inside because all the stuff, again, behind the scenes just tends to blow up whenever we go live. I'm trying to fix it all right now. But uh, thank you for confirming that, West Lloyd. Audio and video is A-plus today. You know, I knew the video was going to be good because we've got these two gentlemen on the uh, camera here. But the audio is always uh, always an issue. Th so thank you for uh, confirming that. Grant and Alex, how is it going? What is new? This is, I believe, yeah, your first time on the R&R show. Is that for both of you? Is that correct? Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah, first time. Grant, okay. your first time? This is my first time on the R&R show. Look you at know? us. I Rookies. swore I would never do it, and here I am. <laughs> you know what? You just couldn't turn down the big bucks when we sent you... Sent you those yeah. coupons for your local Trader Joe's and said, "Come on <laughs> over." Do hey, Trader Joe's coupons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, friends in chat, thank you again for joining us. This is the pre-show, not the post-show. I'm going to change that in a second. What you're watching is the R and R and R show live. We do this um, every every week or so. We do a Twitch uh, live stream here on the Rado Runs Through Channel. We do the R and R and R show. About once every other week. But this is a special one. Uh, we just did one last week. We're doing a special show today because we got to talk all things Gen Con. And I just saw the calendar. Gen Con's like, what, 10 days away? Um, I'm freaking out. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. You know? Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm stoked and I am not prepared mentally or physically. Yeah. I feel like I need to eat some salads. <laughs> it, it is, I, I will say, I mean, Gen Con is really fun in a terrible for your health kind of way like yeah it is true man like i'm never more exhausted after that thing than i am on it like i mean i'm just like look at my I, my days you know my first meetings at 8 a.m and my last meetings at midnight sort of thing like every day oh nice. and it doesn't help that like the only food available is like pierogies right you know and you're just yeah. like oh yeah sure i'm just gonna have a beer and a, a bratwurst for lunch and that's gonna be totally fine to get me through the rest of the day hot tip honestly one of the things i do is i go to a grocery store on wednesday and i put a bunch of stuff in my backpack same yeah, yeah. I, I always make it a point uh to throw in like i get a, a bunch of bananas and granola and stuff and that'll be in my bag and then you know, as we're going through the con and stuff, I it's always, hey, I'm going to be healthy. And sure enough, by the end of the con, I've got a bag of uh, rotten bananas. And <laughs> yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, happens to yeah. the best of us, you know. And, and I don't want it to sound like I'm dissing pierogies or bratwurst. Like, I'm doing yeah. that out of my own volition, right? I understand what I'm doing to my body, and and I'm choosing to make that choice, right? This is why I need to eat a salad preemptively. <laughs> yeah, good call, Alex. Uh, Geo Griff, uh, thank you for the follow. I appreciate y'all. 
Folks, we're kicking off a hype train here. What is a hype train? Glad you asked, Ruel. A hype train is here on Twitch when people start subscribing, spending bits and whatnot. All that goes to support the channel, folks. So we appreciate y'all. Hype train has just completed level two, so y'all get free emotes. Uh, check out your screen right there. Um, and we're going to be doing that throughout the show. Uh, just hang out with us. Enjoy. Have a good time. And we're going to be talking all things Gen Con. Um, before we came up live here... I was talking to uh, Alex and Grant behind the scenes, talking about when we're going to get into uh, the convention, you know, coming in, like, it starts Thursday officially, but of course we're here early. Um, Grant, you mentioned starting meetings at 8 a.m. going till midnight. I started doing this thing where I create a spreadsheet for my schedule, and it was great. Everything's, like, totally organized, and I looked at it the other day, it's like, oh, I guess I'm not going to eat that day. There's just... <laughs> I mean, that's, that's why you got to have that stuff in your backpack. Cause it's true, man. Yeah. Like I had somebody, I had somebody reach out to me um, yesterday and it was like, I would love to meet. And I'm like, I've got Saturday at five 15 and Thursday at 10, 17 a.m. <laughs> and it's like five 15 to like five 25. Right. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. I've got, I'm sorry. I got 10 minutes and I, yeah. it takes me eight minutes to walk across the floor to get to your booth. So yeah. I don't know if anybody's late, I'm screwed. All yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah totally. the whole day <laughs> and I don't know about you guys, uh, Alex, do you have this problem? Like when you schedule meetings with publishers, like I use their Calendly invites mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, we're all on the West Coast. When I get out there, all of a sudden things have changed. And I'm like, oh. wait, I thought this was 8 a.m. Now it says my calendar is at 5 a.m. Like, I'm not meeting anyone at yes. 5 a.m., you know? 100%. I was just going to say that. I was literally just doing that. I have to double, triple check every time. Because when you go in the calendar, half of them will be like, oh, yeah, these meetings are Pacific time. And then half of them will be like, we've already ported it over to Eastern time. And I'm like, I... I I literally have no idea when any of these are, and I've rescheduled like five meetings already just because yep. I overbooked things because I missed I messed yeah. up. Yeah, I'll tell you though that that's on the publisher. That's not on us. <laughs> yes, because you can lock the time zone on the calendar. Why aren't you doing that? Yep. You got to lock those time zones. All right, that ain't my fault. <laughs> you know you're gonna be in the East Coast. You know all of these are on the East Coast time. Lock your calendar. Yes, yes. agreed. Do you hear that, publishers? Grant says lock those calendars. <laughs> That's right. I That's agree. Right. Um, so we're we're going to Gen Con uh, next week. It's going to be insane. But you know, overall, I mean, you know, again, this is before we jumped on live here. We were talking about at the end of the day, at the end of the convention. I mean, it's always a fun time, but just very tiring. You know, mm -hmm. and um, I sort of did some pre-Gen Con warm-ups, uh, friends. So this last week here in Southern California was San Diego Comic-Con. So I went down there, and you know what? Hey, after I, I just went for two days, and after two days, my feet hurt. So I'm ready for Gen Con, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like marathon training. Totally. Totally. So uh, are you both you, both you going to be there the entire Gen Con? And um, what else you got? What, what else you got planned uh, at the con? Uh, Grant? Uh, well, I'll be doing a few shows, uh, there doing stuff. So I'm, uh, I'm one of the, like the presenters for the Dice Tower Awards. Nice. And so I'm going to do some stand up on the Dice Tower Awards show. And then, uh, Devere does this fun thing that I've actually done at other festivals with them where they call it Devere Fest. And they basically rent out a place have a bunch of their games on the tables when you get there you get a free beer you get to hang out and play devere games and so i'll be doing some stand-up at that one as well both of those are on thursday night 
doing some other live streams and some panels. Alex and I are doing a TikTok panel together. So if you're interested in like making content about board games on TikTok, you should definitely come to our panel. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can let Alex talk more about that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, we're doing a panel called the creator's guide to finding your niche, uh, in, uh, on TikTok and Instagram and, and different social medias and stuff like that. So, uh, that should be good. We've got a couple of other really cool TikTok folks as well joining us. Casey from Brain in a Jar. Nice. We've got, uh, Alex from Board Board Games and Mondo from Games by Mondo joining us. So, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna hash it out, talk about some of our stories, talk about how we got to where we are, you know, any tips and tricks and strategies and things like that that we would recommend, and we'll probably field some questions at the end there. So um, it's gonna be a good time, and you know, we'll probably hand out some swag if we got it. So nice. I don't want to promise anything, but it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm still new to the TikTok world. I'm. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I'm so out of date. Like, I call it click clock. I don't know what TikTok is. It's <laughs> click clock. But, um, you know, just, I mean, not to spoil anything for your, uh, for the uh, panel, but just a real general, like, if someone wanted to say, hey, I'm interested in jumping into it, what's, like, the first or the biggest uh, thing that you t- uh, tell them um, about mm. TikTok or, or board game TikTok specifically? Sure. Grant, you want to go or you want me to go? You can go. I'll do uh, that, too. Yeah. No, I mean... I think the biggest thing that I always tell people is like it's uh, the any uh, any type of social media like that just rewards consistency. So the the more consistent content that you make, the better off you'll be. Like for me, when I started doing it full time or whatever in September last year, like I said, "Hey, I'm just going to make one TikTok every day for a year and see where it gets me." Right? You know, and I've been doing that for a year and, you know, I I've seen a lot of success because of that. So um consistency and also having a little bit of a strategy in there of like what you're posting and when you know and that kind of comes uh with the analytics and the territory there but generally just committing to posting even when you don't feel like it you know even when it's difficult even when you know you have to plan ahead and get all that stuff going like there's a lot to be said for just showing up on people's for you pages you know yeah and i would also say engaging with your audience too like not only is that responding to comments, it's also doing video replies to people's questions. You know, you constantly get people being like, hey, I'm looking for a game I can play with my 10-year-old. Do you have anything? And like actually being useful to the community, you know, where you're like, respond to those comments. Those are like, those are people, those are hopefully new gamers right there. They're like, I've played Ticket to Ride. What else is good? You know, mm. that sort of stuff. So I think... Uh, I mean, I agree with it, all of the stuff Alex said, but and then also I would add just, yeah, engage with your audience there. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, folks, so be sure to check out that panel. When is the panel at Gen Con, uh, guys? The panel is on Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. <laughs> okay, I want to be clear. Eastern time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, definitely check that one out. We got a couple of tickets left. It's going to awesome. be a good time. Cool. I uh, want to shout out everyone in chat. Thank you again for hanging out with us. Uh, DJ Fox, uh, Pre Bissolo, Wesseloid, Flying Dutch Rocker. Thank you for resubscribing. Your support means a lot. The Sea Otter as well. Night to E4. Appreciate you. Thanks for all the follows as well. Next to the Moon, De La June. I hope I'm saying that right. Geo378, Blind1D3D, and uh, a bunch of other folks who've uh, followed in the recent days. Thank you again for all your support. 
We appreciate you. We're going to have some fun today. Um, what you're going to see today, folks, we're going to be doing our uh, Gen Con preview show. Uh, we're going to kick that off in about 20 minutes or so. We record that live on Twitch. So we get to interact with y'all in the audience right now until you know we start recording the show. We do the recording, and then afterwards, we, we have time, we're going to do some Q&A as well. So please be sure to stick around. We actually have one question here in chat uh, for Grant. Uh, Grant, um, let me see, who was it? Um, Peter G. Evans asks, uh, regarding uh, the shows you do at Gen Con, Grant, do you have to come up with unique sets for each of those? So, no, they are not fully unique sets. They are not fully unique shows, but they, it is very important to me to be in the moment, and so they are different shows, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I will probably do some of the same jokes, but when I'm doing the Dice Tower Awards, I'm going to make a joke about the Dice about dice Tower and about awards, you know, and stuff nice. like that, which I'm not going to do at the next show, sort of thing like that. So it's important to me. I mean, that's why you go see anything live, is because it's something that will never, never happen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's important for me to know, for people, the audience to know that I'm like in the moment with you and, and they're experiencing with, with you in real time as well. So not unique shows, but different shows. I was going to say, that would be really hard and a ton of work if you had to do something for well, everything, right? I, I will say, so I've been doing this, you know, board game comedy hour at a bunch of conventions and stuff, and it's really fun to do. But I will, I have had some people go, hey, do you have a new show this year? And I'm like, no, I can't write an hour on one very specific topic a year. Like, there's like 20 new minutes or something like Like, So there is different. You will see some new jokes, but I'm not, I'm not a machine. I, could, I can write a new hour when it's just like I can talk about anything, but it's not that easy when it's a hyper-specific topic. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, you need a team. You need a team. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Uh, Well, thank you, Grant, and thank you, Peter G. Evans, uh, for the question, Uh, folks. Usually, I have the questions and comments pop up on screen, but of course, OBS is not, um, you know, being nice today. So, you know, we've had those problems (laughs) in the past, so we're used to it by now. Uh, Magic Nerd says I caught a bug in the last week, so hopefully, my immune system is firing on all cylinders come Gen Con. Yeah. That's the thing, folks. Stay hydrated, eat, get, you know, eat those vitamins and get some rest. But we all know during cons, that never happens. You know, <laughs> rest, sleep, what is that? Yeah. Um, Alex, do you do you sleep well at cons? What, what is, what's your secret to getting through these things? That's a good question. I mean, when I was at Origins, I was at Origins a couple of weeks ago, right? You know, and my goal was to have a vegetable with every meal that I ate, um, which, uh, I don't actually know if that did anything good for me. You know, if I have a lobster roll with like a little sprig of parsley on top, you know, because that still counts. But but at the same time, you know, I was like in my mind, I was like, all right, this is working. This is working for me. Um, The sleep. I'm like the sleep, the sleep. I mean, I have a two and a half year old at home, so I'm like, I don't I don't sleep much anyway. So, you know, we're just riding on that like five hours, maybe if we're lucky, you know, so we're just kind of chilling. And uh, you you, I, I say, you know, you can sleep when you get home. I sleep. I sleep all right on the plane. So, I, you know, I'll get my get my time back in when I go back to the West Coast. So it's all good. I'm so jealous of that. I travel so much and I cannot sleep on planes Same. at all. Yeah. 
Like, like I usually day. get distracted. My problem is I can sleep on a plane, but they got so many good movies that I haven't seen, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, man, I kind of want to do that. So, yeah, I, I'm I get the same way. Like, like taking a red eye scares me because there's no way I'd be even to sleep on that. You know, like, yeah, yeah I'm just, I'm just restless or whatever. It's I wish I could sleep on the plane. You know, yeah. The problem is like I can sleep on a plane, sure, but like, is it good sleep? No, it feels like yeah. fake sleep. It's like, oh, sure, I can like check off the box that I slept tonight, but like, none of it was restful. I didn't get the REM. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mean Pamela says hi, chilling. She says being able to sleep on a plane is something you should put on your resume. Uh, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so, for sure. I uh, also want to shout out Linnaeus Cabal. She says, do you need me to be a food buddy for you again, Ruel? Yes. Linnaeus, uh, she saved me at uh, PAX Unplugged last year. I was running around. She made sure I was fed the entire time. So, yeah, Linnaeus, I'll be hitting you up for that for sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, so Board Game Breeze in the house. Hello, Board Game Breeze. Welcome. Good to see y'all. We're hanging out doing the pre-show for the R&R&R show, or as, like to, or as I like to call it, the R&R show. Um, <laughs> we, we've got Alex and uh, Grant, a fellow contributors of the channel, but they also do their own fantastic work as well. You could um, check the show notes that are going to be put up uh, here real soon uh, for their links and everything. And someone had put in comic that, you know, this is usually Ruel, Rado, and or Chris George of Ruben Board, but today with Grant and Alex, we've got Ruel, Alex Grant, a.k.a. the Rag Show. So, there you go, folks. Unofficial Bring the Rag, rag Time. Rag yeah. Time, baby. Rag yeah. Time. <laughs> well, um, good to, it's good riches come next for you. Rags to riches. Uh, there you go. Hey, yeah. oh, I like that. I hey, Richard I is going to be on later, so it's Rags to Richards. Yeah. Uh, oh, per- oh, my gosh. Perfect. Now we're talking. Alex, you, you, you've been, I mean, you had the Rod Father, now you have the Rags to Richard. I mean, come on, man. You're, you know, you should name everything on this show, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, we just, you know, I'm just learning from the best, Grant. Grant. Oh, yeah. Always. Yes, agreed. Um, Wow. What else do we got to uh, chat about? We've got Gen Con coming up. Um, anything, well, without getting into spoilers, anything y'all got coming up uh, on your own uh, projects or channels that you want to share? Um, coming up soon or even here on the Rado channel. Mhm. Uh I'm going over to I'm going over to Richard's house tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> uh you know, I, I started doing that when we did the the first the first one we did was the expeditions video and I I did like a teach and a, and a run through with him. Uh that was the first one that I had done on the channel, but um it was a good time and he actually only lives about 25 minutes away from me here oh, in Portland, wow. Oregon. So okay. I'm going to his house tomorrow to teach him two new games for the channel and they'll be going up uh eventually i'm not sure exactly when but they'll be going up within the month i think and so uh you know i'm just just getting my rules teach in line and and making sure i'm ready make sure my shirt is clean and ironed and everything and we're ready to go (laughs) nice yeah i really like the the one you did for expedition that was great and people called it the rotto learns video right Mm -hmm. it was Really cool to see that. I, I think it's um, a, a well a welcome addition to the channel. So kudos to you, Alex, for doing that. It was that. fun. It Cannot was a good wait time. to uh, see the next one. Yeah. Uh, Grant, anything up? Uh, anything you got going on uh, soon here? Well, on the channel, I do like a fun monthly video on the my top games of the month, and uh, I play probably about twenty five new games every single month. So. You know, the top five is actually pretty good. That's a good list of games. Yeah. Uh, 
It's you, you can get in the top 20%, you know, <laughs> sort of stuff. Uh, and then other than that, I'm just, uh, I'm always around doing stuff. I know I'll, I'll be at the World Series of Board Gaming. I'll be doing my stand-up show there nice. at the World Series of Board Gaming. So, cool. Uh, yeah, come to that. I, were you there last year at the World Series? Uh, I was not there. Okay, I was I not was either, but I will be there as well. So I'm definitely nice. going to catch your set. Are you going to be playing games as well? Like, are you uh, participating in the, the uh, I will be playing games. I will not be in the tournament. Okay. So yes. uh, the tournament seems stressful. Yeah, yeah. well, and I'm also um, crazy competitive, and I have to turn <laughs> off that part of my brain to, like, yeah play games with people and if you add stakes i'll be a jerk like, yeah yeah you know? I, I i definitely feel that as well yeah it's a, i was a college athlete you know it's just i i had to like step away from that for a while because i was like being the jerk when yeah. I, and I, when I was like in my you know after i left college and then i was like playing pickup games with people i was like oh i'm the I'm the one nobody likes here. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Yeah. So yes, that's but, not a good realization for sure. I just it's funny, like my uh my my game group in Los Angeles is one of my college soccer teammates, and then uh, a couple of other college athletes. We all play games like uh, you know, once a week together or twice a week when we can. Mm-hmm. Uh and one of the guys was like I can't imagine Grant getting mad. He's always so nice. And the other guy was like, are you kidding me? Grant's one of the biggest jerks I know when he wants to be. You just don't see that side of him here. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Danielle Standring was like, I'm really I'm really trying to get you drunk at a convention so I can see this. <laughs> <laughs> the Jekyll and Hyde thing, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, Borgie Bree says, I uh, hope to be at uh, World Series as well. We'd love to see there, Bree. Uh, DJ Fox asks, how many games do you own that you have not played, um, Alex and or Grant? Um, oh, boy. Yeah. That, that's I'm answer. at over 100 now. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm at, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing is, like, when you start doing content, people start sending you a lot of stuff, and... I'm I'm very lucky. I feel very grateful, and I am not complaining about it at all. But there are people who send you things because they've sent you something in the past, oh, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, I didn't have any plans to cover this," or like, "I'll try to get it played." But that list keeps rising so much. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a uh, uh, Alex from Board Game Co. Uh, last weekend, or not this past weekend, but the weekend before, I was at a convention with him. And he was telling me he played 380 games for the first time in 2022. And he decreased his shelf of shame by five games. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Oh, no. Hey, at least that's a win. That's a net win right there. I mean, games, right? That's a a win. A win is a win, right? Totally. And look, I have games on my, like, haven't played list that I would love to play, like that I've been wanting to play. You know, I've never played Dice Throne. I'm Dice Throne right oh, wow. there on my shelf of shame. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you know? Good stuff. I, For sure. I know I've got at least a hundred unplayed games, if not yeah. more. I'm and literally just the other day showed up at the door of the uh, Castles of Burgundy's super deluxe oh, version. Nice. And I can't wait to play, but I'm sitting there like I I have no idea what I'm gonna play. It's definitely gonna be <laughs> 
after Gen Con. I'm thinking maybe a month and a half after Gen Con, I'll have some time. But, you know, hey, yeah. it's the life we chose, friends. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like, you can't complain. You can't yeah. complain. But but I, I feel like, yeah, we probably put a little bit of, uh, you know, our statistics are a bit higher than the typical person, right? If you have as many unplayed games as we have and you're not making content, then maybe you should, you know, see something <laughs> about that. I don't know. You have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Baker Themers in the house. Hi, Amy and Maggie. Thank you for joining us. Good to see you here, friends. Um, I just got to hang out with them at a convention, too. Great nice. That, yeah. I love Amy and Maggie. They're just wonderful people. I cannot Yeah, they really uh, screwed me over in a game of Feed the Kraken, and I don't know if I'll ever forget them. Oh, Forgive I them. I love them even more now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Wes Lloyd says, I've worked super hard this year to buy almost nothing. Shelf of Shame is down to about 25 games. Sorry, hey, that is, that's wonderful. I, I love hearing that. That's great. Oh, yeah. Um, Jealous. <laughs> asking, speaking of, has Grant ever played Shake That City? No, I demoed it, but I haven't played a full game. You know, when we're at these conventions, a lot of times we get an opportunity to see stuff that's coming out. And so, you know, I think I played like two or three turns of Shake That City, but didn't have a chance to play a full game of it. It's cool, though. I mean, I like it. Yeah. Uh, true story. When we were, when I was demoing it, I sort of broke the little shaker thing because <laughs> I, I pressed it way too. I was yeah. like, "Do you press it here?" And then I just, cr- I just crushed <laughs> the demo copy of it. And I was oh, like, Oops, "That's not where you're supposed to press, guys. That's, born, that's not where you're supposed to press." <laughs> uh, am I correct in assuming that Madster three two one is Mads, the designer of Shake That City? Oh, oh it probably. could be. Uh, Mads, please let us know. So don't say anything bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great game. But yeah, it is oh, called I Shake That cool. Yeah. I, I want to play I want to play a full game of it for sure. Uh and uh Mads has confirmed. Good call, Alex. That is the designer of Shake That City. There Speaking of Shake That City, folks, just a real quick commercial for you. I'll be playing it tomorrow on my live stream. Nice. Uh Michelle and I and it's my third year anniversary on Twitch, folks, so please come on over. We're doing a marathon stream all day. We're giving away a bunch of prizes, uh, including uh, we're going to be playing Shake That City as well. And just a reminder, it's called Shake That City, Grant, not Smash That I City. I know. <laughs> it, it literally, it was like, you're supposed to push yeah. up here to like get the cubes out, and I pressed down on it. I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking. That's awesome. Oh, that's hilarious. That's so funny. What about yeah. you, Alex? How's your uh, shelf of shame looking these days? Or shelf of opportunity. Uh, yeah, shelf of opportunity. It's actually not terrible. I don't think I have a quite a hundred. I'm probably at like I don't know. I'm looking around me. I'm like, so we moved into this new house earlier this year, and they had these built-in shelves, which are behind me now, which are they were great and they fit board games perfectly. So I don't even need to have like a calyx or anything, which was fantastic, right? Um, it also happens to be in the laundry room, which I don't want to talk about, but we're working on that, <laughs> you know, situation, right? So it smells really great in here, I'll tell you that much at least. You know, it smells like fresh laundry, which is nice, but um yeah i'm starting i definitely have more games than laundry in here which is you know uh which is a plus i probably around like 50 or 60 is what i'm guessing but um i'm sure after gen con i'm going to spike that number despite my best efforts <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's funny do you, ever, do you do you all ever look back at like you know before you got into you know making content on a regular basis like I remember when I first got in the hobby, like I would have like freaked out knowing there's like a hundred unplayed games in my house. I'd be like so 
fired up and excited. Not that I'm not excited now, but it's a different type of excitement and leaning more towards stress, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's such a different feeling uh, to, yeah. to be in the well, game. Well, I mean, I legitimately do feel guilty about yeah. some of this stuff because I'm like, look, this game looks cool and I want to play it. I just haven't had time. Like, it's just hard yeah. to play everything. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. There's just not enough hours in the day, right? Um, all, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, and not enough people that are obsessed as like you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the yeah. that's the biggest problem for me. Same. Yeah, like Michelle, she plays a lot of games with me, but there's a limit, you know, um, to what she plays. And she she prefers lighter, you know, like Gateway Plus games. Um, the heavier stuff, I'm definitely looking for my gaming buddies. Um, mm-hmm. at that point, so. Um, yeah, so everyone, thank you again for hanging out with us in chat. I see a lot of people here. Uh, Master says, Grant Smash, Hulk style. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. Take care. your next time. Hello, Joe, as well. Thank Wait, you. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Uh, says, good afternoon. I just wanted to say thank you so much, Grant and Alex. I've enjoyed your videos for a while now. With the three of you, this is going to be a winning stream. Thank hey. you, Corthay. Very nice of you to you say. Thank you so much. That's yeah, nice thank you. you thank you. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Um, let's see anything else in chat here. We've got uh, Linnea yeah. saying, uh, well, hey, I'm going to lug my big heavy copy of the Castlevania Gen Con specifically pay with you. Well, oh, thank you, Linnea. Yeah, I would uh, absolutely play, play that with you. Um, Thinker Themer says uh, here. Hello. Also to live in nice in LA. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, folks. We're going to get going to the show in a few minutes here. Any other questions, let us know and be sure to stick around for the post show because after we do our list here, folks, we're going to be recording. We're going to share the games that did not make our final cut. So you get, like, this mm. is the extended version. You're going to get all of our games. And I know for me, like, so I know I'm, I've got the behind-the-scenes stuff. A couple of mine have crossed over to Alex's and Grant's list, which I'm excited about. Boy, I know I know one of my number one didn't get to make my list, so someone already picked uh, it. Yeah. Oh, I bet yeah. you it was Richard. I it was probably Richard. Was yeah, I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see, Goblin. Hi, Goblin. They ask, um, do you have a go-to player color when playing, or do you just choose from the leftover after everyone else chooses? Mm, it depends. It, if someone, if it's someone else's game and they're introducing it, and I get to choose, I'll choose green. Green okay. is my color. All right. Um, because mostly because they don't have a, a nice Cabernet maroon uh, player color very often. Uh, that's you know the color of the channel, of course. Uh, nice. But uh, if I am uh, the one introducing the game, then uh, whatever, I'll just pick whatever color. I never have a go-to color because I have seen too many times people be like, "I'm always blue," and then we play a game and they're like, "Ooh, 
I'm not blue. I've been planning my whole turn for blue. <laughs> and so I will never make that mistake. I'm a chameleon. I I never know what I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm always true. yellow. Uh, if I don't, if I can't get yellow, I don't play the game. That, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, I, I'm I'm making T-shirts. I'm making T-shirts for uh, different player colors. So uh, stay tuned on those. Nice. Really? Oh wow! Yeah. Cool. Well, I, I want a yellow shirt, or I don't want a shirt at all, Alex. That's... Okay, I got a yellow one. I got okay. I got red, blue, green, yellow, and purple. Nice. Um, Imagine Eric says games that they will be investigating Gen Con: Lorcana, Wild Child West, and Freelancers. Uh, spoiler alert: We may talk about one or more of those uh, in the upcoming moments. <laughs> so, thank you for uh, uh, sharing. Um, let me see. What else do we got? We got a few more minutes before we actually start recording. Folks, what you're going to see is us recording the YouTube video here live. So we will not be hanging out and chatting with y'all. We're just going to do the show. But stick around because afterwards we do Q&A. And as I said, we're going to be sharing all the games that um, made our lists combined. Um, Richard is going to be joining us uh, via the magic of video as well. <laughs> um, let me see. Anything else, uh, Grant or Alex, before we get going here? Any, uh, well, oh, Grant, you're a soccer player. The Women's World Cup. Oh, yeah. Uh, watching. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, great. I'm so fired up. Uh, you know, I love, I, I, I don't play soccer, but I love um, football, watching football on TV. That's great. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. And, you know, a three-peat is unprecedented mm-hmm. um, in in all of World Cup, men's and women's. Uh, and so that would be pretty crazy. I, I'll i tell you, I'm, I was more confident going into the last two World Cups than I am in this one mm-hmm. yep. for two reasons. One, um, I think the rest of the world has caught up a lot mm-hmm. more. I mean, that's always been the hard thing with America in general is just football is not as much a part of our overall culture as it is in Europe and South America. And now that Europe and South America is putting more money into women's football, they're progressing very quickly. A lot of those nations are progressing. So I don't think, while I still think we are among the favorites, I don't know, like last World Cup, I'm like, we are the favorite. We're the only favorite. And now I'm like, I think we are among a group of favorites. And We'll see what happens. And then the other thing, right? This is a very young team. Like this is we've had yes. a lot of turnover. We have 14 players making their World Cup debuts right now. So yeah, that's you know, not as experienced as we often are. Yeah. That was one thing I was uh Michelle and I were watching the other day and we we're like, oh my gosh, like this team is really young. I mean, literally, there was I think as Alyssa Thompson, she's only 18. I'm like sure, 18 crazy. years old and you know, yeah. World's biggest stage. That's got to be. And there's insane. plenty of 22, 23 year olds um, yeah. getting time as well. Yeah. I thought um, their game the other day. Did you watch that game? I did. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like I thought they were wasteful with their chances. Mm, yeah. Um, we have to be better at finishing, and Agreed. that can be cleaned up. And we are capable of doing it. We just have to be more clinical in our finishing. And if we can be, because we were creating a lot of chances. We oh, just yeah. Weren't finishing them. Right, right. Uh, I don't know. If, did you watch the uh, – and, again, folks, this is the sports portion of the show, <laughs> which I'm sure you all too Hey, sports for. is a game. Yeah. Oh, a game. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know? the, the game last night between France and South Africa – was it France and South yeah. Africa? Yeah. like uh, fr- Was yeah. it France? Yeah. yeah. That, that no, team – or was it – am I thinking uh, – Was it another- Namibia? 
Was it for, no? It was France and Jamaica. Jamaica, thank France you. Jamaica. Like France created a ton of opportunities, but they could not convert. And I was thinking the same thing with the Americans. Like, but you know, that's again being young and you know new to the world stage. But I think it's good. You know, you get the these first couple of games under your belt during the group stage, and when it really counts, the knockout stage. Hopefully, yeah. that experience will ramp up everyone's games for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't care how we win as long as we win. Exactly. So. Yeah, the, I don't the, know. Brazil is looking yeah. pretty. I don't know they, if you saw that goal that Brazil scored. Oh they, my! That was gosh, one of the yeah. best goals I've ever seen. Yeah, on, any any like, level of soccer. Yeah, yeah. crazy, yep. amazing, amazing. <clears throat> um, West Lloyd says, "I want this kind of in-depth color commentary at the World Series of board games." Uh, <laughs> uh, that's that a good goal. idea. Yeah. Um, can you? I don't know, Grant. Can you talk about what game? you're covering at the world series board game or are you just there as um a host oh yeah so like i'm like i said i'm not um i'm not uh competing but i i am doing one of those where you can sign up and play a game with me and stuff and so i'm actually gonna do like big group party games because so much of that is gonna be serious right so much of it is gonna be very strategic depth that i wanted to do like some big social stuff with people so I think I'm playing Blob Party um, with a bunch of people, which is a new game from WizKids that comes out probably like right about now. I think it comes out later July. So if you haven't played Blob Party, it's a really, really fun big group game. Nice. Uh, it's got a little bit of like, it's like almost like cooperative green team wins a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, the way it works is uh, there are two words that come up and everybody writes a a, a response to that. And if you write the same response as somebody else, you become part of a blob. And now you have collective responses to future <laughs> answers. And the goal is to get everybody into the blob by the end of the, by the seventh round. Oh, that sounds fun. That does so, sound really awesome. Fun. Wow. It's, it's one of those ones where I'm like, you know, it's component limited to eight players. And I think that's actually, I think that's probably the worst thing about the game because I've played it with 20 people before and it's super fun. <laughs> with a huge group of people. So as long as you have like some extra dry race pens and stuff to write on, you can play it with an unlimited amount of people. Oh, nice. great. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, yeah. The, what about you? What game are you running? Um, I'm not going to be writing the game. I will be playing. I think I'm just sort of hanging out, you know, doing the, you know, pickup games, so to speak, you know, just sort of hanging out, but I'm yeah. going to be private providing coverage. Uh, for the Red Cathedral, um, so I'll oh, be, nice. yeah, oh, I'll be one of the commentators for Red Cathedral. Which one I'm, of my favorite games of all yeah, time. Yeah, super excited about that. It's actually been a while since I played, so I need to do a brush up on um, yeah, uh, my yeah. skills there and make sure I know what the heck I'm talking about, or else that is one of the funny things for like us that play so many games where people are like, "Can you teach that?" And I'm like, "I love that game." It has been six months since I played it, and I've played a <laughs> hundred games since then. Yeah, so. Yes, I can, but give me five minutes to look at the rule book. Yeah, exactly. You know? Give me a few 100%. minutes so I can go watch the Rotter run through and make sure I yeah, know yeah. how to play it. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's where I'm hoping like Alex has done a Rotter learns with uh Richard. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, that I'll be doing Red Cathedral. I'm gonna, you know, a couple of weeks before I'll I'll start, you know, playing it again, just make sure I got the rules um down and strategies and whatnot, or else I'll just go there and talk about the World Cup, you know, during the World Series of Board Game. We'll, we'll see. Um, yeah. So why don't we get ready here, folks? What we're going to do, this portion of the show is going to be over. We're going to get to what we're here for, which is the top 12, I believe. Are we doing 12? Let's see. There's four of us times three. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can do math. I do the old school math. I do, <laughs> you know, carry the one. Okay. Um, so top 12 games of Gen Con. These are the ones that 
the one thing, well, we'll talk about it when we go, uh, when we start recording here, but these are the top 12 split between Grant, Alex, um, Richard, and myself. Um, I'm going to pull this here. I'm going to do one quick thing, folks. S don't leave. Stay there. I want to make sure this intro is working, and I'm going to check it out right here. Hey, everybody. This week's episode of the R&R &R Show is brought to you, Priorities, a party game of absurd... Okay. Did y'all see that? I hope you did, because I had a, um, a little thing. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. Can I... Goblin, can you confirm if you saw... Okay, saw and heard. Thank you, Wesseloid. Appreciate it, because um, I... Seriously, while we're doing the this pre-show, while we're talking, I was uploading that video in the background, and it was <laughs> it was being a little slow, and I was and I was like, I hope this is the right video, and apparently it was, so that is a good thing. <laughs> um, yeah, that that would have been frightening uh, having the the wrong uh, video show up there. Um, let me see, where is this other screen? Sponsor, there it is. That's our sponsor. Sorry, folks. Uh, just give me a minute here um, as I play around with things. You know, Grant and Alex, <clears throat> chat for just a minute. Oh yeah, I do this please. And uh, oh, you mean we have to riff? We have yeah, to riff yeah, with yeah, one yeah. another. Vamp, as we call it, right? Vamp, please. <laughs> oh man. So uh, we, we were talking about soccer earlier, Grant. Is it? Uh, am I correct in saying that that is uh, w one of the first clips that you had go viral was of uh, a stand-up bit that you were doing on soccer? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was uh, that's off my last album, um, and uh, that's definitely the most viral of any stand-up clip I've had. Uh, I've had other ones do well, but yeah, that one. I mean, it's actually actually kind of frustrating. Look, I'm very glad that it went viral, but so many people shared it, like including like Ryan Reynolds shared it, and none, <laughs> none oh of them gosh. tagged it. Wow. None of them tagged me when they shared oh, it. And so, like, Ryan Reynolds sharing that clip got me, like, zero fo extra followers, you know? <laughs> you hate to see it. Yeah. You got to um, start doing the watermark, you know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. But, yeah, no, that was a, a bit off my last album that came out in 2020, just about how uh, people uh, talk about, like, soccer's boring, and I'm like, yeah, but you make up points for other games, like, you know. <laughs> uh, oh man! So, were you ever a soccer player at all? Uh, I I played soccer growing up. I played a little intramural soccer when I was in college and everything. Uh, I I was uh, I played baseball. I was more of a baseball player. So, all right, uh, uh, baseball okay. guy. I know Ruel is a is a baseball fan. At least, did you play baseball, Ruel? Uh, no, I played uh, Wii baseball and the Mario baseball. Oh, nice! I, I put in some. Uh... Hey, I was just talking about Super Mario Sluggers the other yeah. day. One of the greatest <laughs> baseball games of all time. Okay, one yeah. of the greatest. My uh. <laughs> I, my nephew is a big baseball fan, and actually he's playing now. Um, you know, he's a varsity at his high school, and he just I just saw him in a tournament. I'm really excited. I, I, don't know, I have to announce this. Like, there was actually Division One, Two, II, and Three scouts at this game. And wow. Super fired up. And, yeah, I, I like to credit all his skill all to, you know, me playing Mario baseball with him. <laughs> <his baseball>, so. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, are we going to go to a... a... In Indianapolis, uh, what is it? Indy, the the minor league team. Yeah, uh, the unfortunately named Indians of Indianapolis. Oh yes, of course. I would love to. So the brothers Murph and I did that last year, and we want to make it a thing every year. But the Indianapolis team, they're on the road this year, so there are oh. no games going on. Check on Alex. It's the best man. It's like the I had no idea Victory Field or whatever sure. that was designed by the same architect that did Camden Yards. 
So it's oh, got really? a lot of the same, you know, got bricks and oh, it's a gorgeous stadium, beautiful. And, you know, it, we, we had a, the best time last year. It was just nice to awesome. actually be out in fresh air, you know. Totally, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like one minute from the, the yeah. convention center. Yeah, right, right across the where the, yeah, right across from the Marriott in the convention center. Just walk right there. Oh, it was awesome. Oh. I actually think her themer, Amy Maggie, went with us as well and a bunch of other folks. So yeah, they was, said Ruel was scoring it like a rolling right. <laughs> yeah, so you guys still had to score games, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, did, I used to, I take the book. I take oh, the yeah. book in my softball league, so yeah. I know. Mike it. Murphy and I were totally doing that, and they, they were like, what, you know, what is this, you know, and... <laughs> For all, all, all of our new friends that were being introduced to baseball, we just said, "Yeah, this is just the roll and write version of of the." That's game. awesome. So, sounds yeah. like sounds like a game in the making. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> oh man, I'm all any kind of baseball game. I'm all in. Um, okay, I think I've got this figured out. I'm going to do one more test, folks. So give me a second here. We're going to do the sponsor bit right here. Let me know if you can hear this and see this, everyone in the audience, right here. Hey everybody, this week's episode of the R&R&R Show is brought to you Priorities, a party game of absurd choices. And if you'd like to see how it works, hang on folks, and we're going to play a quick round and you can join in. Okay, so hopefully that worked. Um, I'm going to move this out of the way. So what we're going to do, oh, you know, I should, uh, Grant and Alex, you know that we're playing a game as we, before we do this intro, right? That they let you know, we're going to play Priorities, a uh, little... One round of priorities. Super okay, easy. Priorities. Yeah. Fun little party game. Um, let me make sure my screen is up here. Um, let's see. So this goes here. Yeah, there's there's your look at priorities. What we're going to do is... Um, well, I'll explain it when we when we play. It'll be a, a couple of minutes here. So, or in one minute. Um, but otherwise, I believe we're good to go. Friends in chat... Thank you again for hanging out with us. We're going to be doing the recording of the show right now. So hang out. We'll be back. Well, we're going to be here. Y'all going to be back joining us for the post show in about 30, 40 minutes or so. Okay. Uh, Let me do this here. So many windows open. How do I don't know how I do this. This is (laughs) insane. Way too many windows open. Classic. Uh, uh, Here it is. Um, Top 12 games at Gen Con. Do that right there. Paste. Y'all are working real, with a real professional here, as you can see. Uh, <laughs> hey, better you than me, my friend. That's all I'm saying, you know. I've, there's a reason why Richard passed on, I mean, gave me the opportunity to uh, host the live streams. Is this is this is freaking nerve-wracking, folks, especially when everything's going wrong in the... Uh, the uh, Back screen here. Uh, thank you, Wes Lloyd. Yeah, spinning plates are always uh, going up here. Okay. This episode's about priorities. Okay. Top 12 games at Gen Con. We've got that up. And I believe we're good to go. Excuse me. All right. Uh, Grant, Alex, how are you guys feeling? Yeah, good. Ready to roll. All right, here we go. So I'm going to play the intro. It'll come up to us, and I'll introduce you all, and then we'll we'll do the quick thing of priorities, then we'll get into the list of games. All right. Hey, everybody. This week's episode of the r and r Show is brought to you by Priorities, a party game of absurd choices. And if you'd like to see how it works, hang on, folks. We're going to play a quick round, and you can join in. And welcome, friends, to the r and r or as I call it, the r Show. Uh, my name is Ruel Gaviola, joined today by a very special guest, Grant Lyon and Alex Hart, fellow contributors here on the Rado Runs Through Channel. Alex, Grant, how the heck are y'all? 
Hey, good. Thanks for having Glad me. to be here. Thank you for having us. Awesome. Yeah. So happy to see you all here. Uh, folks, we do an extended a show live on Twitch. If you want to check out all the shenanigans that we we're up to earlier, hit the show notes below, click on the link, and you'll see all that. But first, I want to kick things off with um, this wonderful game. Uh, I want to thank uh, Clarendon Games for sponsoring us. We are playing some priorities, and we're just we're going to show you all how to play the game right here, right now. Um, it's a fun little party game that you can uh, order now. The show notes will have the link. Um, there's a bunch of cards in this box here, and I've just randomly chosen five, sort of randomly. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to rank them because what's going to happen is we're trying to um, spell the word priorities. And to do that, you're going to rank these, and then the, the words or the ones that you correctly rank you're going to flip them over and there's going to be little letters on these and you're going to try to spell out the word priorities. It's a cooperative word game. And what Alex and Grant and I are going to do, we're going to rank these according to what we think Richard is going to rank them. Number Ooh. one through five, love. Uh, he likes number one the most to number five the least. So the cards that we have are Alone Time, Wooly Sweaters, <laughs> Artisanal Chocolate, Late Nights, and finally, Marvel Films. So what do we think... Yeah, what, what do we think Richard loves the most and loves the least? Or loves the least? We'll start with one through five. Alex and uh, Grant, do you have any idea? Like, I I sort of have an idea, but I don't know. What, what do y'all hmm. think? Uh, uh, he does live in sweater weather, but I wouldn't put that number one. But I yeah. think that's probably a good thing, not a bad thing. Sure. Uh, he does like to go on to like streams late at night sometimes. I've I've been on streams with him late at night, but okay. you also you you know him better than I yeah. do, Ruel. Like, um, I know well, I don't know about the Marvel films. Like that's the thing. That that yeah. one is like you either love it or you hate it. I've never heard him talk about it, but does yeah. that mean I don't know? Is that like he's yeah. only so so on it? He doesn't care for them? I don't know. And I, alone time is like for a content creator, you know, it's like Actually, he kind of do value alone time. I don't know. He like he likes yeah. to go off on his trips in his this in his like uh, you know Marvel. trailer. So yeah, yeah. I I would guess Marvel films are up there because I know he loves the MCU. Whenever we do the show together, okay. he loves the MCU, and we talk about that. Late nights, I, yeah. I, I'm assuming he's a late. Like Grant, you said you've been on streams with him. Where, you know, I've been stuff. on streams. Like I've yeah. been on. Um, he does. He used used to join this. Uh, I don't know if you know Lance. Meister oh, has yes. like uh yes and so i've been on there with like rotto you know decently late night right it's not like 3 a.m but it's like you know <laughs> it's like 11 or midnight yeah so okay so we're gonna i don't know how he feels about woolly sweaters now he does live in a colder area like grant was yeah so what well, do we think? Super excited about woolly sweaters that's what i'm saying i feel like he's a he's more of a hoodie guy though Oh, good call. Good call. And I know he has a sweet tooth for sure. He's always talking about sweets, mm. you know, so artisanal chocolate. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. What do we think is the most? What, what do y'all... Um, huh. I would go either Marvel Films or Chocolate as number one, because okay. those are both things that people feel pretty passionate about. Yeah. Does that sound good, Alex? I, I like that. I like that. Okay. For sure. Why don't we go with Marvel Films? So, as you can see, folks, uh, here you would write Marvel Films, or you, they have a handy-dandy little number here. So I'm going to write 130, because that's Marvel Films. We'll do that number one. 
And we'll go to the chocolate, which is a number eight on the card. So we'll put eight. So now we have three left. We have alone time, woolly sweaters, and late nights. You know, I feel like woolly sweaters could can be a little polarizing, right? Because it's like sometimes they're cozy, but sometimes they're scratchy, right? And if we if yeah. I haven't seen him wear a woolly sweater and we live in the Pacific Northwest, you know, I'm like, yeah, he probably is. I, I would say he's lower on the list of priorities for woolly <laughs> right. sweater. Okay. So we could probably put woolly sweaters last. What do you think about that, guys? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay, I feel good about that. But like sometimes this game has actual bad ones. This this was a tough round because there's no like really bad things. Yeah, here. I know. Yeah. And you know, I said I picked them randomly. I sort of fibbed on that. I you know wanted to pick them so it's a little tougher on us, right? We we gotta go like difficult mode here. We're all mm -hmm. gamers. So alone time or late nights. What is what do you think Richard's more into? Hmm. I'm going late. I would I go late nights. Late nights at three, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm okay. with that. I'm with that. Yeah. Uh, again, as a content creator, we know we've got late nights in us, and uh, lone time though. Oh, I'm... Look, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So what we have then? We have um, let's see, one thirty Marvel films first. We have number eight artisanal artisanal chocolate, uh, one fifty seven, which is late nights. Alone time one ten, and then finally ninety five woolly sweaters. That sounds. And I, I'll say about alone time. I sure hope that it's lower on the list because I'm going to see him tomorrow, and so I would hate for it to be number one on his list. And it's like barging into his house tomorrow, and be like, "Hope you didn't like your alone time." <laughs> well, maybe you could bring some artisanal chocolate, Alex. Yeah. Oh, good idea. Good idea. Okay, great. Uh, let's find out what Richard says right here. Richard, how did you rank these? Okay, moment of truth time. I can't wait to see how close you guys uh, get it. But uh, this morning, as a thought exercise, I told my wife, Jen, hey, honey pie, five topics. How would I rank them? She nailed it. Five out of five. Didn't make a mistake. Let's see if you folks can reach up to that. Um, and uh, definitely, anybody watching the show, pause right now and write down in the comments how you think I'm going to rank those four before I reveal. Just for fun. Uh, but anyway, folks... Uh, I think I am pretty predictable, so I think there's no surprise that number five, the least liked, the most loathed for me, is woolly sweaters. Um, I mean, just look at all these people. Do any of them truly look happy? They're scratchy, or even if they're not, they always kind of hang weird. I'm just not a fan. Give me a nice hoodie any day of the week over a woolly sweater. Blasphemy for some, I am sure. Um, let's see. What was number four on the list? Uh, this might surprise some people. Artisanal chocolate. I mean, look at them. They are delicious looking. But dirty little secret time, given my druthers, I think I'd rather have a Snickers, quite frankly. Or, true blasphemy, a Hershey's Kiss. Oh yeah, folks, I, I know I have to rescind my British passport now that I could ever suggest such a thing, but hey, the heart wants what the heart wants, and that's the flavors I grew up with in America. But yeah, I mean, I'm, 
I, I will happily take any of these too. But anyway, moving on to my number three favorite thing. It's going to be late nights, although not for the reasons represented in any of these stock images off of the Google search. Um, it's because after Jen goes to sleep, usually around 11 o'clock at night, that's when I can finally start watching all the shows and movies and YouTube videos that I want to watch that Jen doesn't care about. So it gives me a chance to catch up on my favorite pastime, even more than board games, which is consuming copious amounts of media. And uh, I am nowhere near as cool as all this. I don't go out for the nightlife. I just lie down on the couch and binge watch all kinds of stuff, which is why the nightlight or light night is very important to me. But in much the same way, these two are almost interchangeable alone time. Because it doesn't have to be late at night after Jen goes to sleep that I can catch up on all the videos I want to watch. I can do it any time, day or night. Although, again, when I do it, I do not look anywhere near as cool as all these professional models who um, look like they're getting their best alone time. But to me, I think they're all incredibly bored. I'd much rather be watching a movie or a TV show from, in my alone time, from maybe my number one choice had to be the Marvel films, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, heck, Endgame is my number one uh, favorite movie of all time. Although, really, I combine Infinity War and Endgame into one six-hour movie because that's the only way to watch it. I love this stuff. I grew up make mine Marvel, reading all the comic books, and I live in a golden era that I get to enjoy all my favorite all-time characters brought to life beautifully on the screen. I am not sick and tired of this stuff. Unlike some people, I think they're still knocking it out of the park. I mean, this week is the final episode of Secret Invasion! I'm so excited! But anyway, yeah, that's my number one. So, what do you think? I know Ruel got at least this one right, right? We did get that one right. Thank you, Richard. Yes. So Marvel Films, number one. I was surprised that Artisanal Chocolate dropped all the way down to number four. But the way Richard explained it, I guess it makes sense. You know, I No, I think he's wrong. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. He's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he loves his Snickers, man. What can yeah. I say? I'll just bring him a Snickers tomorrow so I can break up his alone time. You're good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so as you see here, friends, we've got uh, Marvel Films. We got correct. Uh, number two, we said artisanal chocolate when it was actually alone time. Number three, late nights was right on the money. And then again, number four, alone time, uh, it's actually artisanal chocolate. And finally, last is woolly sweaters. So that's a round of got, priorities. And three to out score, of five, that's not bad. That's not you bad know? at all, right? Three out of five is yeah. excellent, I think. Um, so Marvel Films, uh, late nights, and woolly sweaters, we got correct. So after the round, you just flip these over, see what letters you got. We've got an S, an RTS. Okay, great. So this goes to us as a team, Alex, Grant, and I, and Richard. And then these two go to the game. So they have an I and S. So the um, object of the game is to spell priority first before the game does, and then you win the game. So that's how you play priorities, folks. Be sure to hit the show notes below for the link to check out all that uh, great gaming. Thanks to our sponsor, Clarendon Games. And now we move on to the top 12 games coming up here at Gen Con. Gen Con 2023, folks, after this video hits uh, YouTube, we've got about a week. So we're going to give you a bunch of games here that we're really excited about. And the way we went about it is 
These are games that are actually going to be for sale at Gen Con. Yes, there's going to be a lot of demos. You'll see some prototypes and whatnot. We're talking about the ones that you can get right there at the show. No pre-order. Just go there with, you know, cold hard cash or, you know, your ATM card or whatever. Pay for it, and you got a great game there. So uh, before we get going, Alex, uh, Grant, anything that you want to talk about as far as your approach to uh, the list today? Yeah, I mean, I just was, I mean, this is just things I'm excited about. Some of them I have played and some of them I have not played. That wasn't like a rec, that wasn't a requirement for me to like have, mm-hmm. you know, some of them I played a prototype uh, at one point. And now I'm like super stoked that other people can like experience the game and the world because I think it's so great. And some of them are ones that I've just like seen at, you know, maybe I saw them at Gamma. Maybe I saw it at Origins. I saw the demo copy, but now it's going to be available, and I'm super excited for it, you know, to actually get to try it and stuff. Nice. Sure. What about you, Alex? Yeah. Any thoughts on... Yeah. I mean, my list is... I like to approach it almost like watching the trailer for a movie. You know, I like, I, I want it not, I want to know, I don't want to know too much information about it, I think, because I don't want it to taint like the way that I go into the demo or the playing of it if I haven't played it before. So uh, generally, you know, I'll do my research, you know, take a look in, and a lot of times I look at publishers or designers and kind of have that kind of have a little bit of pedigree there, but you know, I, I'm I, I'm pretty fast and loose with my my rankings and things like that. I just uh, if if it looks cool uh, and it seems like I would enjoy it, I played a bunch of games at this point, so I'm pretty good at guessing the things that I would like. So nice. uh, hopefully you can get on the same page as that. All right, cool. Thank you, friends. And why don't we jump into it, Grant? We're gonna give the honors to you, my friend. We're gonna kick things off uh, with our number twelve. What do you got for us at the twelve slot, my friend? In 12, this was already mentioned to us earlier in a chat in the pre-show. It is Freelancers, a Crossroads game. Um, So this is like the sequel to uh, Forgotten Waters from Plaid Hat Games. This is, you know, not a sequel in the sense that it's like the same sort of game system, but it's not the same world at all, you know? This is... Whereas Forgotten Waters was all pirates, this is more fantasy RPG uh, themed. I loved Forgotten Waters for how immersive it was. There was an app, and the app had some of the best voice acting I've ever seen in a game and stuff. And, And so Forgotten Waters was a game where you just got to go on this epic journey with the people you were playing with. And I'm hoping that freelancers sort of does the same thing um, for me. Um, The other thing that makes me excited about this is Forgotten Waters is a great game, but also not a game that you can get to the table that often because it's a very long experience. Well, at least on BGG, Freelancers has a shorter playing time than Forgotten Waters does. And so, you know, whereas Forgotten Waters is like, they're saying like four hours a lot of times. This says like, 90 to 180 minutes. So I would love a little bit shorter of an experience, but still that sort of super immersive, great voice acting, adventure storytelling type of game. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I was excited to uh, see this on your list, Grant, because it may have made my list too. I mean, it did. It made my list. (laughs) And, uh, you know, the whole Crossroads system, I'm a huge fan of Dead of Winter and um, Forgotten Waters, just very immersive narratives and 
you know, you hit on the point that I wanted to hit as well, Grant. Like, it takes everything and makes it even more streamlined and quicker to play, which I think makes it yeah. easier to get to the table. Because you're right, Forgotten Wars, as much as I loved it, it was tough to get to the table because, you know, the games tended to be a little longer. Um, yeah. What about you, Alex? What do you think of uh, Freelancers? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I love Forgotten Waters as well. You know, such an immersive storytelling as someone who, you know, dabbles in D&D as well, right? It's like a kind of an RPG light, uh, which I thought was really fantastic. And so Freelancers was definitely on my list as well. Didn't quite make the top three, but I, uh, you know, I'm excited to to kind of see this system evolve, right? You know, the Crossroads system has been something that they've been kind of tinkering with ever since Dead of Winter, right? So I can imagine that, you know, they're continuing to get feedback. They're just continuing to improve that system. And, and I like that it's a little bit more accessible, a little bit faster, a little bit more rules light. So all of those things just make it feel like it's going to be a winner for me too. Awesome. And, yeah. And one last thing I would note is that I have a, a blind relative. And so I'm always looking for games that I can play um, with her, my aunt, um, at like holiday gatherings. And I think these types of games, like Forgotten Waters, was a game that we all played together one holiday time because the storytelling is so uh, immersive, mm-hmm. uh, you know, through audio that it's something where, you know, even if you're placing, a worker for them, they still feel involved in things like that. So I like it for that reason. Oh, that's too. awesome. I, yeah, yeah. That, that's a wonderful thing to, you know, bring about. Um, have you played that game, Nyctophobia, um, Grant? I know. I think that one it came out a few years ago and it was literally the, the woman who designed it. It was for her, I think, uncle who was blind and she yeah. created a game. It was like a tile laying game, but it was all. Um, the, the theme was, you know, you were, you know, in the dark or whatever. So you literally oh, had to put these uh, dark sunglasses on so you could not see. And you had to feel your way around this maze oh, that's or whatever. really cool. Yeah, yeah I should pretty definitely cool. check that out. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So, yeah. uh, Alex, what do we got for number 11? Okay, number 11. I've got one of the newest titles in the Oink Games line, the prestigious Oink Games line. It is Tiger and Dragon. So Tiger and Dragon is a new implementation of a classic Japanese game called Goita. And I I really was intrigued by this one. Obviously, Oink Games does a fantastic job with all of their art and all of their production. That's kind of... Uh, uh, a bar that they've set really high to begin with, but I love what they're doing in sort of taking this traditional game and streamlining it and making it a little bit more accessible to the common person, because, you know, these traditional games, a lot of times they're just passed down like word of mouth. Like, if you try to look up the rules for these types of games online, it's very difficult to find consistent resources about how to play. And everybody's got their kind of their own house rules and own traditions and things like that. So with these sort of like Asian folk games, you know, I've played a number of different Korean card games and games with the Hanafuda deck as well, that it's difficult to, to know exactly if you're playing the rules, right? So I, I really am excited to see sort of this, a slightly more commercialized but really well produced version of this game coming out and and then you know when it comes to the gameplay i also think the gameplay looks really nice and smooth it plays like that old school feel i mean you have those kind of like mahjong style tiles that you're placing out there and you're attacking and defending there's a lot of really interesting player interaction um but yeah it feels like a good mix of uh a, you know, a rummy cube, a mahjong, uh, you know, sort of that set collection there as well. So 
I'm really fascinated by this one. I definitely think, you know, it's going to look fantastic on the shelf as and on the table as well. So really excited for this new one called Tiger and Dragon. Yeah. Well, um, I had never heard of this, but once, you know, I, I you know, watched the video and everything that you, uh, the, the link here, I was excited. It looks like little Mahjong tiles and, you know, mm-hmm. growing up, you know, we played Mahjong. I'm, I'm a terrible Mahjong player, but I always love playing with the tiles. And that just reminds me of that. Uh, you had mentioned a Hanafuda deck. I've got a couple of those decks. I still don't know any games of play with it, Alex. So I might have to hit you up. Sure. Yeah, I actually just ran an event recently where I taught uh, Huatu or Go Stop, which is like a Korean variant of using the Hanafuda deck. So I'm happy to teach you uh, maybe a Gen Con. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, Grant, any thoughts on uh Yeah, I mean, this is literally not what I had heard of until right now, but I really like Oink Games, uh, yes. and so they are somebody that I would happily check out anything that they put out, and, uh, you know, Deep Sea Adventure, Scout, they've got so many great uh, small box games, so this I'm excited to check this one out, too. Yeah. For sure. Awesome. I remember, I think they were at Gen Con last year and they had a booth, but it was like equally as small as all of their games were. Like it was just like a tiny little thing. And I was like, this is thematic. It's very thematic. <laughs> I remember uh, last year, Scout was like the big, the, the hotness. And I remember yeah. like people literally going out with like piles of Scouts in their heads. Yeah, like 10, 20 copies. It was crazy. But It's like Black Friday. It's crazy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, let's move on to our, let's see, what number are we on? Uh, is it 10? 10. Uh, yeah, 10 is after or before 11. Oh, well, so. Yeah, yeah. your 10. Right? My 10. Well, are we on you? Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, my 10 is a game I've been really excited about since last year. I heard, heard a little bit about it last year, but I got to meet the designer, Henry Audubon, last year. Wonderful gentleman. You may know him from games like Parks and Trails, which are two of my favorite gateway-style games. And he's got a new one coming up called Cosmoctopus. And, I mean, he had me at the name alone. That, that's like the one of the wackiest names ever, right? It is also literally over your shoulder right now. Yeah, well, I need to see that, Grant. <laughs> um, folks, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, I will be doing a run-through it on my channel, Ruel Gaviola Tabletop Tonight. Um, my wife, Michelle, and I are going to play. But Cosmoctopus, folks... This is the inky realm. So you've got uh, this whole like cosmic octopus and (laughs) it's hilarious. And what you do is you're going to move along these tiles. It's an engine building resource management game. Gather resources um, and then set collection. You're trying to get these cards out. And what ultimately you want to do is to build your cosmoctopus there. And let me see if I can forward in the video a little bit. Um, you're going to be placing the pieces onto your little uh, uh, player board there. And you're just going to go around, and each time you're going to uh, grab a card, it's either going to give you the immediate effect or it's going to be an ongoing like engine building effect, so you're going to get those resources. There you go. You can see placing the tentacles, and it's a race. The first one to get the eight tentacles has you know explored the inky realms. They are the you know master of the universe or whatever, and um, that it's just so wacky. I love the, the theme is so like... I, you know, I was thinking to Henry Audubon, I, I know his games, Parks and Trails. I'm like, this has nothing to do with nature. But maybe it does. I don't know. But it's something I'm really looking forward to. I love his designs. They're very approachable. Um, this is a game that's going to take about 45 minutes to 60 minutes. And it does have a solo and a cooperative mode. So I think that right there will get Richard on board as well. But uh, that is Cockmoctopus. That's our number 10 on the list. Friends, any thoughts on yeah. that wacky game? This was also on my short list. Ah, um, so it's nice. one I was very, uh, very excited as well. It's one of my favorite themes, just in any game. Like, yeah. 
you know, to me, games, they're supposed to be fun first and foremost. That's why I like games. And so I love a game like this that clearly doesn't take itself too seriously, has some real strategy, but can still be played in under an hour, you know? Yes. It's still got that, um, you know, and I do think I've gotten to be friends with Henry, too, and he's got one of the most interesting brains in board games. (laughs) I really enjoy talking to him and and having conversations with him because he just sees the world in interesting ways. And so I'm excited kind of for any game because he's he's you know, he's he's thinking about stuff in a way that not everybody is. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I, uh, I I saw this one at Origins. I didn't get a chance to demo it, but um, I'm here for sort of this, this you know, branching off into the cosmic multiverse space. I mean, we've got yeah, Cosmic yeah. Frog and Cosmo Octopus now, so I'm excited to see what the next cosmic zoo animal is going to be. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm wondering, like, Parks, I feel like, was kind of on the front end of this big, like, nature theme push in board games just as, like, a trend. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if Henry is going to continue to push the envelope and uh, if we're going to see a bunch more, uh, you know, cosmic animals, I think maybe like cosmic elephants or, uh, you know, cause, I don't know. Cosmic octopus is pretty good, though, so it's hard to beat. It is. Um, I will always vote for a cosmic pug, of course. But Ooh, y'all know, yeah, cosmic pugs, folks. Uh, okay, so let's see what Richard's got for us at number nine. Hey, gang. Okay, you're doing great so far. Um, Grant, I got to say, you have opened my eyes. Because I have to admit, when I first heard about Freelancers, I kind of dismissed it out of hand because it's a three-player minimum game, and so I can't play with Jen, so I'm not interested. Even though I'm really intrigued by the setting, and I love the idea of app integration into games. But then, because you posted, I figured, okay, I'll look at the game a little bit more. And I found the publisher uh, has a comment on Board Game Geek saying, oh yeah, by the way, we have two-player rules and solo rules officially in the box. And I'm like, what? Why is that the best kept secret in board gaming? Why isn't everybody talking about this? Nobody mentioned in any of the videos that you can play this as a two-player game and a solo game as well. Ugh, I do not understand. But anyway, now color me very, very interesting in a game that I would have taken a total pass on before. So Grant, I owe you one. And then, oh, Alex, Tiger and Dragon. Well, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be great. I've never tried any of the games from Oink. This might be a good place to start since it's based on a game that's like 200 years old. Uh, what was it? I can't remember the name of the game. It said on Board Game Geek. Oh, uh, Goita. Or uh, Goita. Uh, yeah, looks pretty, and um, yeah, if you like that sort of thing. And then, well, what was yours? Oh, Cosmoctopus. Yeah, I talked about this last year when it was fundraising. I thought it looks really cool, great components, and they don't make a big deal about it because it's officially promoted as a competitive game, but it has solo and co-op rules as well, and that's what really pulls me in uh, working with you to stop the great and mighty Cosmoctopus instead of trying to help Cosmo Octopus. I mean, or, or wait, no, what is it? No, I think actually, yeah, we are working together to stop the investigators that are trying to stop Cosmo Octopus. I think that's what it was. But anyway, it looks super sweet and charming. So I am certainly intrigued by it as well. 
But uh, next up on the list, now I'm done talking about yours, uh, I have to say, folks, I am so incredibly excited for Barcelona. Now, this actually would have made the top of my list, except I've already played it. So I'm a little bit less excited, but it's still, uh, even though I've played it now a few times with Jen, makes it into my upper, upper echelon of must-have games from the show. This is from a relatively new designer, Danny Garcia, who comes from the video game industry, like me. And mark my words, folks, in a few years from now, I think we're going to be talking about Danny in the same breath as Alexander Pfister and other really, really top-tier designers because this game from Board and Dice is absolutely phenomenal. Such a sharp design and also the prettiest game that Board and Dice have ever put out. I've already put up a run-through on the channel uh, for folks who want to see it. I imagine we'll probably put a link for that down in the show notes so you can uh, learn more about the game after we are done. But Oh my goodness. The uh, gameplay of the, what is it? It's a worker placement game, I should say, where each worker, depending on where you put it on the grid that represents the city streets of Barcelona, will activate two or three actions. The main thing about this game is every turn is either huge or monstrously huge. And it is so satisfying, so much fun to play. Just a beautiful design from a hot and upcoming designer, Danny Garcia. And that is number nine on the list, folks, Barcelona. Yeah, I just got my copy of Barcelona in, started opening it up, and it's sitting on my shelf for opportunity, but it looks wonderful, and I can see why it's getting generating a lot of uh, early buzz uh, for Gen Con. Uh, any thoughts on Barcelona, Grant and or Alex? Who's the publisher again? Is it is it Board and Dice? Board no, and Dice, who, yes. Yeah, I you know I just I think they've they don't have like a miss for me, you know, yeah. so far like. There are games that are better than other ones or that fit your personal preference more or whatnot, but I don't think they've made a bad game yet. And so yeah. I'm definitely happy to check this one out as well. Agreed. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I just see the cover art. The cover art is fantastic as well, you know. It's, yeah. So, you know, that's that's always the thing that'll draw you in, right, and draw new players in as well. And I love a good worker placement game, probably one of my favorite genres. So Same. Uh, I'm definitely excited to try, try this one out. Awesome. You know, the one thing I'm not looking forward to is a bunch of white people being like, it's Barcelona. Do you want to play Barcelona? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know it'll happen. You know it's going to happen. <laughs> totally. Oh. I just uh, feel bad. that I hope the demoers can like, can, like, you know, nip that in the bud, you know? Yeah. Well, we will see if they can or not. Grant, why don't you take us on to number eight? Yeah. My number eight is Queen by Midnight from Darrington Press. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like a lot of gamers, I'm a real sucker for table presence and uh, production value and all that sort of stuff. And so Queen by Midnight just has this really, really cool production value. It is a deck building game, and it's like a battle royale deck building game, but there's this big clock tower centerpiece. And the clock tower, that you can roll dice through it. It tracks your turns. It offers cards that you can buy. So it it's really part of the gameplay, too. But it just looks so cool on the table. I also really love the theme in the game, a, The Queen Has Died. And there is essentially a battle royale of princesses, this tournament of champions, if you will. And whoever wins, that becomes the new queen. And so I just... I think that's a fun, I like deck building in general, so this is not one I've had a chance to play at all yet, so it's really 
my hype is really uh, fueled by the table presence and the look of it, but it's enough to get me hyped. Oh yeah, that that dice tower. Oh my, we gotta take a look. Crazy, yeah. I need a slow mo replay. Look at slow mo replay. It's like it's like the Mysterium, the Mysterium clock with the wingspan dice tower. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh, that looks amazing. Yeah, great choice. I I hadn't heard about this game uh, until you um, put on the list, Grant. And I noticed it's uh, Darrington Press. They're the the imprint from the Critical Role folks. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're the yeah. publishing arm of Critical Role. And I got a chance to see this in person at Gamma. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't doing like running games of it, but you know, gave me a, a sort of a walkthrough of the game and stuff. So it was enough nice. to get me get me excited about it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I I have a friend who is uh, demoing for Darrington Press at, at Gen Con. So I'll have to see if I can get a sneak peek of this one. Nice. Yes. Yeah. All right. Sure. Uh, Alex, uh, let's move on to number seven, please. All right, number seven. Uh, although it does have a uh, a nice looking cover similar to to Queen by Midnight, the uh, production value on this one is not nearly as big as Queen by Midnight because <laughs> Infiltrators is is my pick here, uh, and Infiltrators is actually similar to a game like Regicide for some. Uh, if you've ever played that, Infiltrators is a game that is played with only a fifty two card deck. Right, so you're playing it essentially with a deck of cards, and uh, you you add in two jokers, so you get 54 cards in the deck, I suppose. But essentially, what it is, there's not a lot of uh, information. It's a Taiwanese game, I believe, um, but it, it is a cooperative deduction game. Uh, I love cooperative games. I love deduction games. If you if you've ever seen my top 10 on YouTube, then you know I had a, a, a several deduction games on there. Uh, but this one, it, it kind of feels like. Uh, the it, it feels like regicide meets hanabi if if that makes sense uh you are tr- everybody has a secret card that is the suspect um that uh everyone else has to try to figure out and you have to deduce all of the suspects in the suspect deck before you run out of cards in the regular deck so it is a very kind of clever system on your turn you can you can ask for clues. You can give someone else a clue by saying, hey, your card, does your card match this suit? Or does this does your card match this value or something like that? There's a lot of really clever things. I love when games kind of take an existing structure and ideate on it. And that's exactly what's happening here is you are, you're taking a 52 card deck and seeing what kind of games you can make out of it. So really excited for this one. It's an, it's an import and just excited to see what it is like, because I thought Regicide was fantastic. Hanabi is a great cooperative game. So really excited to, to see what this one pops out. Yeah. You had me at uh, Regicide, that type of, you know, game where it's really a standard deck of cards, but what designers can do within those limits, I it always fascinates me. And then you throw in the Hanabi on top of that. That's gonna be that's a really interesting mix, and I, I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, that's another one I I haven't heard of, but you you sold me on it. The way you described <laughs> it sounded cool. I also you know I like cooperative games. I'm not the best at deduction games, so I like when they're cooperative because I'm going to require you to do the heavy lifting. So, <laughs> there you go. Yes. So that makes me intrigued as well. Nice. 100%. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great choice. Uh, moving right along, let's go to our number six is going to be um, my contribution to the list. Um, I don't know, Alex and Grant, if you know how much of a Reiner Knizia fan I am. I am a huge Dr. K fan, the one and only good doctor, huge fan of his, and 
I love the fact that he comes out with like a thousand games a year because I can just <laughs> pick and choose, you know, and, and see, you know, what's out there. There are a couple of ones that, um, you know, are out there coming out that will be at Gen Con, such as Raw, the new edition from 25th Century, which is amazing. But I decided to go a little, I, I decided to go a little different with my choice. I wanted to pick something that might be flying under the radar. This one's our number six. It's a game called Pollen. Um, now, I'm really fascinated by this because um, this game is a re-implementation of a game called Samurai the Card Game. Now, Samurai is my all-time favorite Reiner Kenitsu game. It's the first one I played, and it's just, that's the one I, I played first. It's all my, my one true love. It's an area control game set in medieval Japan. But then they had a game called Samurai the Card Game, which took that game, it was basically an abstract sort of uh, area control game, and made it into a card game, um, which does set collection. And then this game, Pollen, redoes the theme. And uh, from what I understand, it does a, a few different things as well, um, streamlines a bit of the actions. Uh, but it's a gorgeous game. Now, I think it's definitely more approachable. And what you're doing is laying down these tiles, and then when the tiles line up, you're going to be adding these tokens. Let's see, this is Jenna from the Board Game Garden, wonderful uh, content creator. And as you can see there, there she is, yeah, uh, placing down the tiles. And it is the same type of uh, thing as Samurai where you do want the majority. In this case, I think it's like bugs or, you know, um, flowers or whatnot. It's pollen, so whatever the bees do, those things, and butterflies. And as you get those majorities, that's where you take the cards and score them. And in typical Reiner Kinesia fashion, I love this type of thing he always does, you're going to score... Three things, but the two thing, uh, the one that you score the most of is not going to count. You're going to look at the ones that you scored the least and second um, least uh, on. Mm. And I always love that twist because it prevents you from just going full on on the one thing, right? Like you have to have that balance. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Again, I think it's going off of most people's radars because we're all excited about the new edition of Raw, which of course is fantastic, but I think Pollen is uh, going to be a hit, and I'm looking forward to that one. That's why it's our number six for our Gen Con list. Oh, this, yeah. this has been sitting on my shelf of shame for like two months, so really? you have convinced me. Oh, you oh, have yeah. convinced me to go get it off of there. <laughs> I want to play, this... man. This game, I I got a chance to demo this one at Origins, and it it totally took me by surprise because okay. with the theme, right? You see, yo, this is like a nice little light little. It's got little bugs in it and yeah. little flowers, or whatever. It's very cute, right? And then you get into playing him, like, why do I want to, you know, beat these bugs? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, I played this, and and one of the tricky parts with the end game scoring too that really got me was if one player gets to be gets the majority in two categories they automatically win oh, so it's like okay. so if if yeah yeah uh, and that's exactly what happened is we were playing and then like i was like competing with another player on one majority and then all of a sudden the third player had the majority and there was no way that we could overtake him and yeah. so he just ended up winning and i was oh like gosh. i can't believe that happened but it's like <laughs> you really have to be paying attention to all the players at the table yep. and all the different possibilities as the board gets built out Plus, uh, we also played with the fancy components that board game tables adds in, or sorry, all play adds in, and yeah. and uh, those little extra components were actually fantastic in this game. So awesome! Uh, definitely excited that this one made the list. Oh, great! Awesome! I'm glad to hear that. I was, you know, Samurai the original game. It does have that. Uh, I think it's whoever wins the majority of two different things wins. So I'm glad they kept that in. I, I love that. Um, okay, let's move on. Let's see what Richard's got for us at number five. 
Take it away, Richard. Okay, this is why I love having different voices on the channel, because all three of you picked interesting stuff that probably would have escaped my notice. Um, but Grant, well, it must be nice having friends to play games with, uh, because you picked another three-player minimum game, and this time there seems to sadly be no stealthy solo mode. So uh, probably not for me, but I so trust and respect your opinion. I know the research you do. I watch your channel regularly. And so if you're putting it on the list, it must be worth seeking out. Queen by Midnight. And Alex, Infiltrators, looks like a very sweet, sharp little game. If you ever get a copy of it, bring it over, because I'd love to play it with you the next time we get together to film some run-throughs. And, well, of course you're going to pick a Reiner Knizia game. Obviously, I knew that. But what I didn't expect was that while everybody else, I'm sure, in all their Gen Con previews is going to be talking about the big Knizia games, you know, your raw 25th century and your, um, oh, what's the other one? Oh, My Island. Everybody's going cuckoo for that. Uh, you go for the sweet little charming abstract game that no one's ever heard of, Pollen, and that totally tracks. Although, folks, before I get to number five, FYI, this is just the beginning. We're talking about 12 right now, but did you know there is an extended edition of this show? If you hit that eye up in the top right corner of the screen, you can watch the R&R&R Extended, where you'll see a bunch of extra stuff, a lot of banter, chit-chat with the audience, and we'll be doing, at least I will, I'm not sure about the other guys, some honorable mentions. So I'll tell you about, I think, seven more games that made my shortlist if you switch over to the, uh, what do you call it? The extended edition. You can do it right now. You're not going to miss anything. The eye is right there. Or you can follow the links down in the show notes. But with that out of the way, folks, let us now talk about number five on the list. It is Brussels 1893 Belle Epoque. And now, I covered Brussels 1893 a decade ago when it first came out. A uh, very old video. You can still go watch it. I apologize for the shaky cam. Things are different now. But still, I gotta say, Brussels has got to be one of the greatest worker placement games of all time in my top, top tier. Because the beautiful thing about this is every worker you place is doing triple do um, they obviously activate whatever action you want to do in traditional worker placement form, but they are also making a bid for future actions. They are a bid in an auction that is simultaneously going on, and they are also contributing to an area majority minigame as well. So as you're placing your workers out on this central grid, there is so much to consider. This is so far above and beyond the traditional worker placement um, experience. I'm blown away by it then, and now now it's getting a nice uh, deluxe reprint with all new art, a bunch of tweaked rules, can't wait to see, and an expansion worth of new content thrown into the box, the Belle Epoque. I got rid of my very beloved, very... Uh, um, Oh man, I've had it forever. For 10 years, my 10-year-old copy of Brussels 1893 went to the Dice Tower West Convention Library to make room on my shelf for Brussels 1893 Belle Epoque. And if I were there at Gen Con with you guys, I would push all of you out of the way to make sure I came home with a copy of number five, Brussels 1893. Wow, so Rich is pushing us the way to get to his uh, copy of Brussels 1893. I'll admit, I've not played this one. It's been on my radar for years, just for whatever reason, never got around. But if Richard's this hyped about it, I mean, I need to check it out at some point. Um, any thoughts uh, from Alex or Grant? I I will say my thoughts are that I love lists like this because I always learn about new games and I get even more excited about games that I already know about, right? So 
multiple of you guys are picking games that I'm like, yes, that was on my short list. And then also you guys are picking games where I'm like, what? How did that fly under my radar? And so I just, I love hearing about different games that this is not one that I knew about at all either. Yep. Oh, Alex, you're muted. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I, I feel the same way. I, I was definitely, uh, this one flew under my radar, but uh, I, you know, it looks fantastic. And to know that Richard, <laughs> Richard is so uh, hyped up, I mean, he is much bigger in person than you would imagine, right? You know, so <laughs> I could actually see him being able to box me out on this one. I, I'd be worried about that. So, uh, you know, if he wants to get to the table, I'll just make sure to take a difference. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't, I don't know if Richard plays basketball, but he definitely would, you know, post you up and you know, dunk on you. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, we're, we're getting to the uh, nitty-gritty, folks. So we're at number four now. Uh, it's back to Grant. All right. Uh, my number four is a game that I have played multiple times. I had the prototype of it, but I had to send it back, and I've been missing it ever since. It is Lunar Rush. Uh, this is from uh, Dead Alive Games, and this is only, I believe, their second game they're a small indie publisher uh and so this game is i i will say of my game group i have never had them ask me to play a game as much as they've asked me to play this one they are constantly like being like hey when's that game plan coming out when are you going to get a copy of it like for real we want to play that game again i took a picture of it at gamma they had like an early uh production copy and I was like, they were like, oh, are you bringing it home? And I was like, no, it's not out yet. And they were like, steal that copy. Please steal that copy. Uh, so it's a it's a game where um, you are putting resources on these spaceships and sending them to the moon. But you'll notice on the, the visual right now, there is a short track, a medium track, and a long track. So there is so much forward planning in the game because the short track – you can only put a couple of things on it, but you can use those this turn and you can build upgrades for your stuff. You can get more meeples, things like that. Whereas the long track, right, you can put like nine resources on it, but you're not going to get it for three turns. And so it it's, it is one of those games that can be somewhat punishing where like you make a mistake and you are good luck recovering from that. You know what I mean? But I just think it's super interesting how you are sort of planning for both now and five turns from now at the same time. So, yeah. Wow. Um, I remember watching Kimberly's run through and I was fascinated by this as well. Grant, I'd like that whole, you know, what path are you going to choose? What are you planning for that? You know, planning I'm uh, admittedly, I'm not the best uh, um, planner. So, a lot yeah. of my plans are like, oh, oh well. <laughs> this is one of the only games where I realized that a mistake I made like right after I did it, where I was like, oh, I didn't think enough about my next turn and I've blown it and that just cost me the game. And I was like, yo, I got to take a walk around the house. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to walk for a minute because I'm real mad about <laughs> oh yeah yeah this definitely i mean any of those these games with that like kind of action planning systems and things like that like you know you can see your doom impending as it's happening and when you're powerless to stop it it's just like well all right i'm gonna go eat a snack or something i need a snickers, I need a snickers. <laughs> snickers yeah 
Um, all right, great. Uh, Alex, what do you got for us at number three? All right, at the prestigious number three slot, my number one game that I'm looking forward to at Gen Con is a game called Wild Tiled West. Now, this game, uh, I can only hope, uh, has similarities to the Wild Wild West movie starring Will Smith, uh, one of the greatest films of all time, of course, as we all know. But uh, one of the things that really got me excited about this game is well, there's polyominoes. Love polyominoes. Isla Cats is one of my top games of all time. Love to, you know, have that kind of Tetris puzzle, but it looks like it has a bunch of other things going on. You know, I don't have a ton to go off of on Board Game Geek. I think there's, you know, there's uh, blurry photographic evidence and a couple of rule book uh, fragments here and there. So, but in general, you know, you are going to be. Uh, there's going to be tussles against bandits. There, you're going to be building different buildings in in your in your town. You're going to be collecting livestock and moving your mine cart and gathering gold. There's some d20s involved where you're rolling. So there's dice rolling, open drafting, polyomino, grid coverage, and things like that. And I am just super excited. Generally, you know, this it kind of reminds me of when I first uh, found out about Planet Unknown. I knew that I was going to like that game before I even played it, and this one falls into that same category as well. I mean, I also think it comes with a fantastic pedigree coming from the publisher Direwolf, who has done the whole Clank series and Dune Imperium, as well as the designer of those games, Paul Denon, who's the designer of this one. So I really think, you know, this one has a lot of things going for it. I've I've really enjoyed a lot of other uh, Paul Denon games, so I'm really stoked to to kind of see where this one nets out and, and, you know, probably add this one to the collection, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, folks, uh, that was our friends, uh, our family plays games. Uh, Mick and Sorrow always do a wonderful job. Uh, that was their playthrough. I am excited about this one. This was another one that was on my short list as well, Alex, but you got the nod uh, this time. Well done. Um, you know, Polyominoes, you had me right there. That's that's all I need for a game, and um, I'm really excited to check this one out. Um, what about you, Grant? Are you a Polyomino fan? Oh, yeah, big time. This one was actually number one on my list that I submitted, <laughs> but you submitted your list first. Nice. <laughs> and so I am also very stoked about this one. Uh, I got a chance to demo it at um, Gamma, and it's really fun. You know, they do a great job with the theme. I love the Wild West theme in general. It's very interesting the way you you roll these d20s and then you place those in specific spots and those are the tiles you can draft from. So it's really interesting to like where you're like, oh no, but I wanted that one, but you didn't roll that one. So too bad. You know? <laughs> and I love I love polyomino games and you know I being able to shoot bad guys and stuff like that is really fun. Yeah. So I'm also very stoked about Wild Tiled West. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like it's it's a pretty unanimous decision here then. And a lot yeah. of fans, so yeah. it's going to be a good one. It is. Cannot wait to play it. Um, we've got two more left, folks. Uh, next one, I've chosen one that um, I think polyomino fans will like. This is my number two for the list. Uh, for the list is Neotopia. Uh, this is a game that was I had no idea was around until you know I started doing my research for this. There's not much on the web about it. But as you can see here, it's got beautiful components. It is tile lane, um, and you're going to be using these beautiful, you know, round uh, tokens. And I believe you're trying to, again, not much uh, on there yet, but there are tiles, and you're going to be using these to, you know, uh, coordinate and uh, set yourself up for points and whatnot. And as you check out here, where it is, it says building elements on three regions of the city. 
complete feature cards that you have. So, you know, again, uh, matching those patterns. But this is where it really gets interesting. And, you know, we just talked about Reiner Knizia. And this one here, you're going to score three different things. Uh, you score regions, you have your two highest scores, but then your lowest scoring region, you're going to triple that score. So it's a really interesting, I'm, I don't think I've seen that in a game where you take your lowest and triple it. So I'm fascinated by that. And, you know, it has tile lanes, so of course I'm going to be into it. Um, and you're making patterns. This is the type of game that I know it's going to get to my table really quickly because my wife, Michelle, loves these type of ga gateway plus games. And this one here, 30 to 60 minutes. Um, right now, they've waited on BGGs too. So this is right in our wheelhouse. And I'm super excited. It's got the whole, you know, sci-fi element to it which i love and i'm super pumped about this this is neotopia had you guys heard about this one was this on your radar yeah a little bit uh i talked to robert from arcane wonders at origins who was hmm. very excited about this i will admit world wonders is also coming out from arcane wonders yes. and i think that one was a little bit more on my hype train yep. than neotopia was um both which have, you know, tile laying and stuff like that. But Robert was very excited about both of those games in a way that I haven't seen him excited about, you know, all the games that they are putting out. And so just yeah. his excitement got me excited as well. And nice. like you, I love playing those Gateway Plus type games. That's probably the thing we play the most in our house. We love a game that has some strategy but plays in 45 minutes because a lot of times there's like, you know, we're like, we don't have game nights as much as like, hey, I got an hour before I got to go do this podcast. Anybody want to play a game sort of thing? Yeah. So, yeah, that's perfect for that. Nice. 100%. Yeah. Gateway Plus is a huge, huge pull for my channel as well. You know, so, I mean, so, uh, this one seems cool. I mean, it's like Cascadia in space or something like that. You know? <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so uh, I feel like that that's going to play no regardless. So uh, I'm excited to see where this one nets out. Awesome. Cascadia space. I love it. Okay. Let's see what we've got at number one. Richard, take it away. Oh, very nice. Three excellent choices, I have to say. Kimberly Grant did a great run-through on the channel for uh, Lunar Rush. And I got to say, while I'm not the biggest fan of Pick Up and Deliver, she convinced me this is one that Jen and I would probably enjoy. And Alex, Wild Tiled West, is on its way to me right now. I'm hoping I can get my hands on it before the show starts so I can do a little bit of coverage, maybe. Although, unfortunately, it won't be here in time to play with you when you come down this week to... Uh, to do some more filming with me. And, uh, well, Neotopia, if you hadn't snagged it, it probably would have made my short list. I am super duper excited about this one. I'm really a big fan of designer Orlando Saw. I've enjoyed quite a few of his games, and I'm always interested in what the publisher, uh, Mebo, has in store. Okay, so, uh, those are some very good top picks, but the toppiest top pick of all, I think, has to go to Forbidden Jungle. I love the Forbidden series. Actually, that's not true. Forbidden Island, the first one, the gateway game from uh, designer Matt Leacock, was always a little too simple for me and Jen, but the second one in the Forbidden series, Desert, is still in my top 20 games of all time. And that is saying something. Uh, I mean, it's got incredible staying power. Now, not everybody was a big fan of the third game, Forbidden Sky, although I certainly dug it. Um, although, not as much as Forbidden Desert. But, 
looking at Jungle here. Well, actually, it really has vibes of the original Forbidden Island to look at it. So I am definitely, this is a big must-have for me. And if all goes to plan, fingers crossed, I am going to get a review copy of this before Gen Con. And if I do, I will stop at nothing to make sure I get it played with Gen and filmed so that folks at the convention in Indianapolis will know what it feels like to play before they go pick it up themselves. Uh, long story short, I am a biggest uh, fan of Matt Leacock. I'm always up for what he's doing next, and I'm so excited to see the next chapter, but hopefully not the final chapter in the Forbidden series, Forbidden Jungle. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be very exciting. I am so jealous of everybody who's going to Gen Con. Uh, have a good time, everybody. Okay. And yeah, I figured this one was going to be on Richard's list somewhere. It doesn't surprise me. It's at the top. I know how much of a fan he is of Matt Leacock and Pandemic and the Forbidden series. Um, I can't wait to try this. I've always enjoyed the Forbidden series. Um, I tend to agree uh, Forbidden does is probably the, the best one uh, of the lot. But um, <clears throat> any thoughts from uh, you two guys? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the tin. Yeah, he loves the. He's got gotta love the tin. Gotta love the the Forbidden series. Uh, yeah, I I have played. Uh, I got burned by Forbidden Skies a little bit, I think. Uh, but um, I'm excited to see the newest installment. You know, I, I think you know if they go, if it seems like it goes back to the DNA of what the original one was, I think I think that's a that's a good good move on their part. So excited to see where this one goes. Nice. Yeah, and I also agree that Forbidden Desert was the best one. Uh, though I think Forbidden Island is one of the best games to get people into games, right? Yes. It's such a great cooperative game, has some strategy, but it's pretty easy to learn and stuff like that. Forbidden Sky was too hard, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, yeah, I hope this one's not as hard as that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, friends, there you go. Our top 12 games at uh, Gen Con. Be sure to hit the show notes below because we have an extended edition we did live on Twitch and you can hear all the games that didn't make the short list. A lot of great recommendations there. Grant and Alex, thank you for joining me today and thanks to Richard for joining via the power of video. Really appreciate it. And folks, be sure to check out all those links. I want to thank again our sponsor, uh, Clarendon Games, the publishers of uh, Priorities. Uh, be sure to check that out. And until next time, we'll see you later. So long. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right, and we're back live. I totally forgot we didn't. I didn't have an outro screen there. So, uh, Richard, if you're watching, uh, please uh, edit that in. I did the voiceover <laughs> for you right there. Woo. Okay, so that's the show. We are in the uh, post show now. Uh, we've got about tw 15 minutes, uh, folks. So, uh, thank you for sticking around. A lot of great comments uh, during the show. Appreciate y'all. Why don't we jump right into it? Um, Alex, what are some of the games that didn't make the uh, list of uh, that we just shared? For sure, yeah. I, you know, I had a, a whole list of things, uh, but I'll I'll talk about maybe a, I I don't know a couple. One of them was uh, Junk Drawer. Junk Drawer is oh. one that's coming out from 25th Century Games. Is another Polyamino one, yeah. which I was like, oh, I'm glad that the Universal American Household item is finally getting its day, right? You know, the everybody has a junk drawer, yeah. and if you if you don't, you're lying, okay? Yeah. Uh, and, but uh, you know, I, I thought that one, you know, it just looks like a nice little Polyamino kind of like patchwork style game or something like that. I don't know a ton about it, but. I thought, you know, another polyomino game on my radar. I got to definitely check that one out. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. 
Uh, anything else, Alex, that you got on the list you'd like to share? Or? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll give a shout out to CDSK. We were talking a li- about it a little bit uh, in the backstage, but CDSK is a new trivia game that is coming out from Randolph that uh, via Achette Games. Um, you know, it's a trivia game where you get to say what you know about or you decide how much you know about the subject before you have to start answering the questions. So if you don't know anything about it, you only have to answer the, like the super easy questions or something like that. So nice. I think that's a smart way to do a trivia game. I'm a, I'm a big trivia buff. So I, I really uh, am excited for this and, you know, shameless plug. I, I am running a uh, uh, hosting the CDSK game show at Gen Con, which is on Saturday from four to six. If you all are interested, I'm getting to do my best Steve Harvey impression. So I'm really excited. About that one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. What about you, Grant? Uh, anything uh, off your list you'd like to share? Yeah, man. Uh, how many are we allowed to talk about right now? Because I got a lot. <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, we've got fourteen minutes. Just uh, you know, uh, feel free to talk about. What we want just. I ask that you just uh, leave me a couple of minutes for my list. Yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> there's so many that I, when I made my short list for this, I think it was like fifteen, and I was like, I gotta <laughs> pick five. I gotta pick five from this. Andrew asked me to pick five, so you know, some of the ones that are the highest on my list are. Um, Last Light uh, from Gray Fox Games. I am not somebody that plays, um, you know, about two and a half hours is my limit for most games. I don't play many games longer than that. If I've got five hours to play games, I want to play three games. I don't want to just play one game. Uh, And so the fact that Last Light is like a 4X experience that everybody says plays in an hour makes me really excited to check out, you know? Obviously, the production value is really cool, too, with the, like, planets and the board rotates and spins and stuff. So there's a lot of things to be excited about. But mostly I'm excited for just the play experience versus play time ratio there yes. is uh, is is interesting to me. Um, Pyramido is a game that I've been – that I just covered on my channel, uh, like, yesterday. Um, but – it is one that if you are looking for that sort of welcome, welcoming type of game, I think is really, really great. King Domino has always been one of my go-to recommendations for people that are like, my parents want to, I want to play a game with my parents. What should I get? And King Domino to me is like, you know, it plays in 20 minutes. It's really um, easy to teach, but it's still got some strategic depth to it. Well, Pyramido is essentially King Domino, but you can build up as well as out. So you are building four layers of dominoes by the end of it. And what you place earlier is going to matter for what you place later because you're still trying to create those color regions and those scoring icons and stuff. So I think it's really worth, you know, it's like I might even like it more than King Domino. Like, I don't, it's hard to. It's hard to say because I've played King Domino for so long and I really yeah. love it. But like Pyramido being the new thing that I'm excited about right now. Currently, right now, I like it more than King Domino. Wow, wow. that's yeah. that's big. I'll that be interested to see how it uh, stacks up to uh, Moon River as well, which is like yeah. the new mm-hmm. King Domino sequel. I haven't played it, but I've seen it uh, around town a little bit. And so interested to see how they stack up against each other. For mm-hmm. sure. And, and I think this is Synapsis Games. I th- they're still a pretty new publisher, so I think this will be one of their first times at a convention. Um, so, you know, it'll be cool to see them. And then the last one I'll talk about is Redwood from Sit Down Games. Mm-hmm. So 
I don't know if you've I I'm 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 excited about this one because I don't know about it. It's like one <laughs> of those ones. I think sit down games is one of the best at trying new things in games, right? Every game they put out is like you took a big swing and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Like they they have released games that I think are really cool and games that I'm like I think this was an interesting idea that isn't that great yeah. to play. And so Redwood in Redwood you are photographers taking photos of wildlife, but you have to literally grab these like um you know uh these like things where you are trying to i don't even know what like they're like um rulers and stuff like that and you are having to put these things on the board and see if this this animal is within your view and and so it literally has these like contraptions that you're having to put down and go can i see that far is this in my line of sight and so you know again i don't know if it's going to work I don't know. This is not a recommendation for me. This is like I want to know if I want to check this out to see if it works. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, that sounds uh, interesting. And I know that they that same publisher did Magic Maze. I believe is the, uh, the big yeah. that, that was exactly. a lot of fun. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. makes yeah, sense. Totally that's what I mean. It's like they make very interesting games, and yeah. some of them are great, and some of them are not. But they're always interesting, yeah. even if you don't love them. Very it kind cool. of feels like a picture perfect or something like picture yeah. perfect yeah. with a little bit more juice to it. So yeah. interested to see that one too. That sounds oh, cool. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like I haven't played it at all. I haven't. I've just seen a copy of it like laid out, and I was like, yep. "This is different. This nice. is for sure different." <laughs> awesome, cool. Um, some of the things off my list, uh, y- you all uh, hit. Last light was probably uh, one of the ones I'm. What I was really excited about last year, um, actually, no, it was two years ago. I got to play, I don't know if they're still in chat, but Thinker Themer, Amy and Maggie, I got to play the game with them at Dice Tower West. And Grant, it is true. We timed the game. Roy Cannaday, the designer, was teaching it. We started the timer 59 minutes exactly. Yeah. And we played an eight player game. It blew what? my mind. Yeah, it blew my mind. I was like, what? And it's brilliant. What Roy did that's brilliant about the game, it's simultaneous action selection. And it's mm-hmm. got all the good stuff you want in a 4X, but he's distilled it down and it's going to be a huge hit. Um, so, yeah, great, great uh, call. Yeah, Thinker Themer, yeah, including the teach, actually. So it's 59 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, totally. That's amazing. I'm obsessed with simultaneous action selection right now. I feel like Planet Unknown does it. And uh, I just played a new game called Fromage from Road to Infamy that does it. And I'm just like, it's so it's so great. It it makes the game three times less. It is it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm a huge uh, people know that I'm a huge Twilight Imperium fan. But Mm -hmm. again, I'm I'm getting I think I'm getting to that age where like, you know what? The eight-hour game, it may be a thing of the past, you know? Um, so if I can get that same experience in 59 minutes or so, like, I'm yeah. all for it. Yeah, 100%. for real. Um, other games, uh, let's see, you know, you talk about Wild Top West, Freelancers. Y'all took all my picks. What am I going to do? Uh, <laughs> uh, other ones that made my uh, short list, Fit to Print, which I did a preview of last year. Um, uh, Peter McPherson, designer of uh, Tiny Towns, and um, what's the other one? Uh Wormholes, great designer. Mm. This is his new, again, a polyomino game, but real time, and you're building a front page of a newspaper. So good. I I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, And then, so I'm looking forward to the final version. Also, there's a game called Sail, 
This is another one. I have uh, yeah, no idea. That was on my It was on your list. Too. Okay, I have yeah. no idea. I just picked it because it looked pretty. It was yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. So That's it's a two player two part? player cooperative trick taking game from oh. All Play. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's yeah. like the crew, two player crew. I'm in. I love the crew, so totally. I'm I'm already in for sure. Nice. Awesome. Um let's see. Other games, uh, Race to the Raft. Uh, we were talking about Isle of uh, Cat or Isle, was it Isle of Cats we were talking about earlier? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's also from uh, um, Frank West uh, over there, and that's the new. I don't know if it's it's not an expansion or it's not a uh, sequel, it's but like it, a I, spiritual success. Spiritual success. Thank it's you. Like yes. Set in the same world, but different gameplay. Yeah. yeah. So I am excited about that one. I, I love Isle of Cats as well, and nice. there was something called Emerge. Uh, Emerge from oh, Pandasaurus. That was actually that was on my list of like the fifteen I was interested. Yeah. About. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was another one. I I don't remember what it was. I just remember it being pretty. Grant, do you remember what it was about? Yeah, so I, I don't know everything that it's about. Um, one, it, 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 I agree that it like it's very pretty. Yeah. But there are basically these um, pieces, these land tiles that are emerging from the ground, that are mm-hmm. emerging from the ocean. And so you are doing some dice placement and then building up these land areas across the board. Okay. So I don't know everything that it's about, you know? Um, yeah, same. But I like dice placement in, in general. Um, and uh, and the color scheme is really pretty and yeah. stuff. And yeah. As the land tiles get built up, you put these other things on them for extra points and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, that that's yeah. You were just reminding me. That's why I got excited because um, I mean, it looks pretty, but just the whole dice placement thing, I'm a big fan of. I, I'm I'm a sucker for the, that mechanic. So I will say, so I actually unboxed it this morning. Um, oh, okay. Because it is the uh, the longest board in board games. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, like it is. It's not um, wide. It is just like it's basically like you unfold like. Five sections of it. It just like, <laughs> keeps going. That's hilarious. So it's basically yeah. the yoga mat of uh, board games. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. No, I, nice. I think Pandasaurus is coming out with a lot of cool ones that I'm excited about at, at Gen Con. They've got, you know, a couple of, um, I mean, they're doing sea salt and sea salt and paper. Sea they're salt. bringing that to Gen yep. Con, yep. which is fantastic. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of stuff about After Us, which is like their new one with the Vincent Dutre artwork, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Um, there's another one called Ar- Arum or something like that. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Trick taking game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, team based. So I, I, I'm a big trick taking fan. So I'm excited to to kind of uh, check all of those out. I think they're doing good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and hey, folks, it is uh, after midnight. It's one of those late nights, and I find myself actually editing the video from earlier today. And it's at this point I realize I completely forgot to send Ruel my honorable mentions. I had seven more, so I'm just going to slip them in right now. All right, I know we're probably running low on time here, so I'm just going to very quickly blitz through my top 10 uh, for the show. I've got them right here on the uh, preview. By the way, if the guys didn't mention it, we're going to put a link for the uh, actual Gen Con preview uh, down in the show notes as well. Thank you, Eric Martin, as always, for doing such an amazing job bringing this all together. So what else was on my list? Well, right off the bat, there's Barcelona. I already talked about that. Overboss Duel. Ruel, you're responsible for this. When I found out um, from you that you can add 
the uh, stuff from this into regular Overboss, I had to play it, because otherwise I was going to pass on it, because I don't like duels. And Lost Ruins of Arnak, The Missing Expedition, Turning Arnak Co-op, yes please, and uh, Point City. I've already played this one, but oh my gosh, this game is so fantastic. Maybe the best game from Flat Out Games so far. Maybe. Uh, Sagrada Artisans, an absolutely amazing legacy experience. Loved every second of it. Can't wait to try it again. Oh, um, I've kind of sworn off escape rooms, but a Star Trek escape room I can play at home with Jen? Oh my gosh, yes. I definitely want to explore strange new worlds without leaving my living room. And let's see. Oh, and then Forbidden Jungle I talked about. Bell Epoch I talked about. Oh, and then I'm just so happy to see more roll camera. Murder mystery films. Yay! And Namalia. Well, you know what I'm talking about. I almost thought this might have made your list. It certainly would have made my short one. It is so freaking good. I think this might make my top 10 of the year. The more I play it, the more I'm in love with it. And so there you go. Those were my top 10. Leaving aside stuff like games that have been wildly available for a long time, like Earth and Oathsworn. But folks, I've got even more to say. I'm going to talk about 70 or so Gen Con games later this week when I film my monthly Roddle Ramble. So if you are a supporter of the show, either here on YouTube as a member or over at Patreon.com, this month's Ramble, just in time for the show, I'll probably put up on Saturday. I'm going to dig so deep and go through, like I said, 70 or so games. So you supporters of the show can look forward to that. Okay, I'm sure you guys have other places to go, so I'll throw back to you now. Cool. All right. Uh, we've got four minutes. So what we do, folks, we're going to uh, bring you all to another channel here on Twitch, another uh, channel that's playing board games. So we're going to raid into them. Stick around because you get extra Rotto points if you uh, go for the, if you stick around with the raid. Um, we've got a couple of minutes. Uh, let me see. Oh, Goblin was asking, is fit to print the one that's like Galaxy Trucker? Yeah, it's it's got that Galaxy Trucker-esque, like, you know, you've got real time. you got a, a minute or so to grab your pieces and then put them on your board. Uh, but I like it better than Galaxy Trucker. I know Galaxy Trucker is a huge, you know, it's a long time hit, but this one for my brain, it just works better. Um, I was many moons ago, friends, I was uh, a journalist and uh, that's what I was. I went to journalism school, did the whole thing. So it really brought back those memories of actually physically laying out a front page. And then you have above the fold, below the fold, all that stuff. So it's, and it's got cute critters. So of course it's going to be a fun game. So uh, check that out. Oh, uh, Goblin says no Royale this week. No, you're you're correct, uh, Goblin. Folks, I'm going to do a battle royale. Uh, this is where your little stream avatars uh, duke it out for uh, gold points. Uh, let me see. Battle royale and uh, Grant and Alex. This is a fun thing that we do for all the supporters of the channel. They get to duke it out to the death, and then someone's going to win 100 uh, points, and get, they get to upgrade their characters and stuff. Wow, this yeah. is awesome. So... Bear with us for a few seconds here as they duke it out. I don't know if y'all can hear the music. We've got music here. Amazing. I don't know if the music's working today. Yeah, no music. So anyways, yeah, here they are duking it out. Goblin, I don't know. I'll, I'll fix the music for next week. But as you can see... We got to do our own music. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's a good, like, what, what kind of, like, music should we be playing? Well, the music the Fortnite that's played, theme song? I don't know. It, it was from uh, the Star Trek episode. Uh, you know... Um, oh, there you go. From the Cable Guy. That's our, I think our, maybe maybe we should do that uh, yakety sax or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
I'm not going to do I'm doing that live. I'm doing that live, folks. And that's, yeah, uh, I I'm probably shouldn't be doing that live. So I'm just going to stop. <laughs> so let's see. Who do we have left? It's uh, down to West Lloyd. And I think it's Goblin. They're duking it out. Here we go. So one of them's going to. Oh, he's got the. Oh, oh. Getting stabbed in the back. Juke him. You got to juke him. Go, go. Oh. oh. There it is. Nice. Congrats, Westline. You have won 100 gold to spend on your character. Don't worry, folks. You are all regenerated. You're good to go for next time. Um, I'm going to get ready to send you all on to the next channel. Let me find someone to raid. Who's playing board games, folks? Anyone? Uh, looks like Eat, Crit, Survive. I Okay, I, I think we've raided them before. We will send them on the raid. Let me get you all ready. So Eat, Crit, Survive. They're, oh, they're playing Lockup. That's a wonderful game. Ooh, nice. Yeah, uh, based in the role-player world. Let me get this ready. And as we get ready to raid, Grant and Alex, thank you again for hanging out. This has been a lot of fun. I hope we can do this again sometime um, soon here on the show. Uh, have you all back. would love to do another list with you. But hopefully we get to hang out at Gen Con next, yeah. next yeah. week or so. I'd love that. Uh, before we sign off uh, one more time, can you let people know where to find you? Uh, we'll start with Alex. Okay, yes. Uh, I run a channel called Might I Suggest a Game, a channel devoted to helping you find your perfect board game. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. And I also will am doing videos on Rado's channel, uh, doing a Rado Learns, filming some stuff tomorrow. So uh, keep an eye out for a couple more videos from me there. All right. Thanks, Alex. And Grant. Yeah, you can find me on different platforms under Grant's Game Rex. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. I make uh, silly videos about good games. Um, and if you want to listen to my album, go check out my comedy album. Hit number one on the iTunes charts. Uh, it is called Scheduled Fun Time. Awesome. Thank you, Grant. And thank you, Alex. And thank you all for watching. Here comes the raid. We're going in 10 seconds over to Eat, Crit, Survive. Please show them some love. Let them know that Rotter Run Through's channel sent you there. You get all kinds of extra points, so you can do some more battle royales with us. And be sure to watch the video for the video on YouTube dropping tomorrow. Thanks, friends. See you later. Bye-bye. And I believe we are we are good to go. I am